Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, kia ora koutou, my name's Shane Rangi, and you're listening to an unexpected podcast. Hello friends and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez, and we're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. Uh, we have a special episode for you today. We are interviewing uh, Shane Rangi uh, from New Zealand, and uh, it's, it's uh, quite a treat. So uh, we hope you enjoy this. There were some technical difficulties but for the most part, this ran extremely smooth, and uh, we can't thank him enough. It was such an awesome experience. So um, you'll kind of hear uh, as up and moving around and trying to make sure that everything is is, is running smooth and Lane is conducting uh, this, this awesome interview. Shane's got some great advice, some great insight into the films, and just, you know, um, just all-around good guy. And uh, if, you, if you stick around clear till the end, you'll get some really good advice on life and things. So... We were thrilled with the experience and um, just really happy to have him on the podcast. So, so sit back and enjoy our interview with Shane Ruggie. So I know Shane from my Kiwi mom. Uh, I went to New Zealand um, originally in 2011. I did half my student teaching there. I don't, I don't know if you know this. You probably wouldn't know this. I went there no, and I, I did half. News to me. Yeah, I went there in tw- uh, 2011 to do half my. What's student- funny is you started saying that and you saw the change in my face. <laughs> yeah. just, Jane, Jane, Jane. I was like, wait, Shane doesn't know my whole life. But yeah, um, and so uh, I, I went there because I, I was in love with Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, when it came out when I was 12, uh, I fell in love with it. Changed my life. Um, the story was amazing. It got me into the books, and I I, I love the films. They're magic. Um, so. You know, you get into college and you can do half your student teaching abroad. And I was like, man, if I could go to New Zealand, that would be awesome. So I, I looked into it. I did it. I got support from my parents um, and, 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 and did it. And we were in contact with the, uh, the school uh, headmaster principal. And I said, um, I don't know if uh, any of your staff are Maori, but I would love to um, be with a Maori teacher and, and learn the culture. I said, I think it's fascinating. I think it's a, it's, it's a, a beautiful culture and I would love to be around that if I could. And they said, we have, um, one of our teachers, Margaret Seller, who is Maui and, um, you could, you could be in her class. I was like, that'd be awesome. 
And then he got back later. He was like, actually, um, they would be able to host you as well if you'd like. Uh, and you could live with them and teach with her. I was like, holy crap, are you kidding me? So, yeah. So, so I went and um, uh, spent time with them. And, you know, as, as we got to talking, uh, they're like, so why do you, you want to come to New Zealand? I was like, well, <laughs> it's because I love Lord of the Rings. They're like, of course. Yeah, another American <laughs> here because they love Lord of the Rings. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, but I'm, I want to learn about the country. I said, I've, I know it's a beautiful place. And, and um, you know the the Maori culture and and uh, and the um, you know European influence and everything. I just want to learn about, it. and um, and so anyway, we're talking about Lord of the Rings and and uh, they were like, oh well, you know our our nephew was was in the in the films, and I was like, oh really? I was like, you're kidding me? They were like, yeah, uh, Shane, and I was like, Shane Rungy? <laughs> they were like, you know Shane? I was like, I've seen all the appendices. I know who Shane is. He did the Hakka for Vigo Mortensen and Bernard Hill. He's the Witch King. He's on the Mumik. I know who Shane is. And I had this little fanboy geek out in there. I think we were in the kitchen, in the, in the booth, just sitting there. And they were like, okay, all right, calm down. I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> I, think, I think it was on that trip where we became Facebook friends because I was like, I was asking Jono and Nate. I'm like, guys, would it be weird if I friend requested? Like, would that be weird if I friend requested them? <laughs> they were like, no, man, just do it. Everyone in New Zealand knows each other. So... I did it, and it's just uh, so that's how I that's how I know of you. And um, guys, Shane is an amazing human being. Um, yep. All I had to do was ask if he'd want to get on here and, and talk with us and share stories with you guys. And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Whenever, just let me know. I'm free here and here." And um, uh, just a, just such a kind kind human being. He always wishes me happy birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a good guy. I mean, I mean it's come just, on. I, I don't he more than more than some of my family telling me happy birthday it's great um <laughs> but anyway um so that's how how we were able to uh, uh get hooked up with shane here um so we we want to hear your stories man we just want to let you go we'll we'll ask questions every once in a while you look the guns are coming out bro. i know don't worry i was gonna ask him about his, his you know, workout routine soon and i think ezra made a comparison that is just perfect he was uh, like lane we're sitting in the restaurant okay this little restaurant with with five people in it and he said I think Shane's kind of the rock of New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, I think, I think you just hit the nail on the head, man. I think well, we're going to get to your workout routine yeah. later. Okay. Cause I mean, <laughs> so for, uh, man, uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, it's us. You are, you're amazing. So we're from the East coast. See, so can you tell us about New Zealand though, right? Say it again. You know, the rocks from New Zealand. I did not know that. I, yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 They, they, he left, uh, he left, uh, New Zealand, I think when he was about 11 or 12 and then grew up in Hawaii. It's, yeah. Yeah. His wow. dad was, uh, his dad was a big time wrestler right. over here. That's right. Huh. Wow. That's, That's awesome, cool. man. Yeah. So can you take us back to that, that little, little Maori boy who grew up on the East, on the East coast? Can you tell us about your origins, uh, your life as a kid? And then like, how, how did you. How did you get interested in, in becoming a stuntman and getting in the pictures and, and being a movie star? Yeah, well, you know what's funny, man, is that, like, I am. I'm, I am just a little married boy from the East Coast. And, and you know, you, you said how easy it was to, to get me to come and, and, and talk. And it's, it's just because, you know, to, to me, I'm, I'm no different to anyone. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just living my life over here and I'm, I'm, I'm just doing some, I'm lucky enough to be doing something that I love to do. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I was whanga. I was, I was brought up by my grandparents, yeah. um, which is traditional. Like, um, you know, the grandparents get the first the firstborn. Um, wow. And yeah, and and there's a couple of reasons why. You know, the first the first child gets given to the grandparents. Um, it's you either you either get you know it, it's it's because um, you know traditionally it's it's Maori parents are quite young when okay. they have their first child. Yeah. Um, so the grandparents take take it over so that they can still they can still have you know live their life. But yeah. if they if they, if they have a second child, well, then that's their problem. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's yeah. Um, you didn't learn the lesson the first time, so you know, yeah. suffer the consequences. It's <laughs> the second time. Didn't learn the lesson. The, 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 the uh, other reason, the other reason though, is because you know, grandparents have got a lot more time yeah. for the child, so they've got a lot more love for the child. And you know, not that the parents don't love, but you, you, you know, the grandparents already been through it. Yeah. And now this is their grandchild. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And the other reason, the other reason why is that they can pass down the knowledge that they know to you. Wow. Now the only wow. downside to it is that my grandparents were brought up in a time when speaking Maori was beaten out of them. Oh, like my grandfather, so like like even their story alone. My 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 grandfather couldn't speak English. My grandmother couldn't really you know, she could speak Maori, but she yeah. was um sort of like on the Spanish side of things. So so her 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 Maori was 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 pretty good, but yeah. not as good as my grandfather's. And so she taught my grandfather to speak English, and he taught her how to speak Maori properly. But then when it came to me taking me over, like it was beaten out of them at school. You know, they weren't allowed to speak. And and then when it came to me, they they spoke to me, and I was pretty much fluent up until I started school. And then once I started school, they stopped speaking Maori to me because uh, to to them English was the language. You know, you're not right. going to get there speaking Maori. Um, everything's about English. Right. Um, and and so I I I grew up and and it's funny too because but believe it or not, man, I I was I was a shy little boy and hmm. they took me to a speech therapist and because I started school at five years old and hmm. you know English because. Uh, I was speaking Māori a lot, and, and I wasn't really much of a talker. Yeah, and I got to school, and um, the school was a bit worried because I I wasn't really speaking English, and, and you know I wasn't really talking. And they took me to a speech therapist, and they found out that uh, I had a really bad stutter, and I had oh, quite wow. a thick tongue. Wow. So I I wasn't speaking, I wasn't I wasn't really talking, not because that I couldn't talk, it's because I didn't want to talk. Wow. Because I was I was quite quite shy and I didn't want to get you know ridiculed sure, and, yeah. and stuff. So I just didn't I just didn't talk and I was quite shy. Um, and then I basically you know started coming out of my shell and talking to people and and getting, but I still had a really bad stutter. Yeah, and I, I still had trouble pronouncing my words and or pronouncing my words. Sorry. Um. And then what what happened was that sort of like um, but I was always into you know the Maori culture. We were we're all about singing and mm -hmm. yeah. entertaining yeah. and you know you know it, it, if you ever went to uh, my auntie's place and yep. you know they, they always have a guitar out yep. and you know <laughs> always singing you know yep. when we drink and stuff. She taught me how to play the uke. So yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And what about the spoons? Did she teach you how to play the spoons? No, I didn't get. I didn't get the. <laughs> no, I didn't get the spoons lesson. My mum. My mum could play the spoons. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's very musical, you yeah. know. And and so I was um I was in the Kapahaka group and yeah. and stuff like that. And I just had the I just had the best childhood ever That's being great. brought up by my grandparents. And then basically um, got to college. Went into college and um, I was at boarding school, um, and and it was it was there and, and even there I was like really really shy. Like yeah. huh. I always, you know, people I, I just wasn't really a talker. Big yeah. and and around guys and that I was okayish, yeah. but around around girls I was I was shocking. I just wouldn't say anything yeah. and 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 basically what it was was um, I got onto it later on. And what it was, the reason why I was so shy around girls and that is because I, um, I, what had happened is that I realized that my stutter would come back when I got nervous. Sure. Yep. And it got really bad. And around girls, I was extremely nervous. Yeah. So yeah. then my stutter would come out. So then I wouldn't talk. Oh, man. So, you know, and, oh. it's, and, and, you know, I was quite a, I was a, I was okay at sport. Uh, uh, you know, 100, 200, um, saving, you know, um, you know, athletics, rugby, basketball. Yeah, I, yeah. I just love sport. Yeah, man. I love sport, rowing, cycling, BMX, you wow. know, you name it. Wow. And then, um, yeah. And then, and then basically was that I got into what I'm doing from believe it or not from doing sport. Because yeah, I was at sure. rugby training, sure. I was at rugby training, and um, one of our drama teachers at the school wanted to start a uh, a dance troupe. Okay. And but he didn't want you stereotypical dancers because we we're in all boys school and we we're you know it was a pretty tough school back then. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't want you stereotypical dancers. He actually wanted people to come along and watch the shows, you know, and he yeah. didn't want the dance troupe to be teased and bullied. Sure. Yeah. So he um he just came along to the to the rugby training and um and basically he he said you know does any I'm starting up a dance troupe if anyone's interested you know I'd love for you guys to come along and audition and um all I can guarantee is that I can help you play sport better yeah wow and then that's they amazing each other and we went yeah we should we should go along this could be pretty cool yeah went along. Got in, and um, my mate got into the first first tier, and and I was sort of like the the second tier yeah. of dancers. And then, unbeknownst to me, in the fine print, if you were in the dance troupe, you um you had to do the school plays. Oh no way, man! <laughs> and so the um and that's how literally that's how I got into theatre um at high school. You know, we did our first our first uh, play was Jesus Christ Superstar. And then, <laughs> oh, sorry, it was Greece. And then we did oh uh, Jesus gosh. Christ Superstar. So and like, then in like Greece, musicals even, like you were singing Yeah, 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 too. musical, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I did, yeah, I I try to sing. I'm I'm, I'm one of those singers, though. The, the drunker you get, the better I sound. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar. And then basically what happened was that um, did the show – I went back home up to the farm during the school holidays, came back, and my uncle said to me, oh, someone from the Waitui Choir 
has been phoning us up trying to get a hold of you because they need a baritone bass to sing. Oh, wow. And I went, choir? Oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. No, it's not really my cup of tea. And he goes, oh, yeah, I think I think I think they've got a competition down in Wellington. And I went, Wellington? I'd never been to Wellington. I'd heard of Wellington, a big city, big smoke. I went, yeah. Wellington? He goes, yeah. And he goes, is it free? And he was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't have to pay for it. I said, like, oh, shit, what's the phone number? And, <laughs> He was just like, oh, we've lost, you know, we wrote it down, but we lost it. So oh, I went oh, through no. back then, back in the day, people, we used yeah. to have a thing, the yellow pages and the, and the <laughs> telephone book. So I'd go through the telephone book, um, found found all these places that I thought, you know, would 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 you know know what I was talking about, yeah. and no one did. And I got a hold of um, the Gisborne Operatic Society, and I got a hold of this lady called Maureen Potros. Who I then, you know, find out, I hope this isn't too boring for you listeners. No, this is awesome. Oh, We're this loving great, this, man. man. This is great. Are you I, sure? Oh, okay. God, yeah. yeah, this is awesome. Okay, and and so 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 yeah. What what happened? Literally, what happened was that um, phoned her up. She answered the phone. I explained the situation. She said, "Look, I have no idea what you're talking about." And I said, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> Next weekend, we've got a play reading. We're doing a play, and we've got a reading down at the uh, Gisborne Museum, War Memorial Museum, and it'd be great if you could come down and, and read. And I, yeah, on the phone, cuz, I'm, I'm big and brave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I'd love to come down. <laughs> sure, yeah. And of course, gave me the times, and I'll go, excellent. Yep, I'll be yeah, there. Be there. I hung <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> And, oh, and then basically, basically, I was just like, I'm a man of my word. And I thought, yeah. oh, man, I've told her I'll come down, yeah. so I'll go down. So went down there, and I got down there, and I realized I'm not a reader. Because, mm. you know, I can, I can read. It's not that I can't read, but yeah. I don't like reading out loud. Sure. Because, again, my speech sure. impediment, yeah. I can't pronounce words properly, my stutter. Mm. So reading just wasn't mm. my, my thing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I had my cap on. I had my cap pulled down so no one could see my eyes. I literally just saw my nose down. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I got I, I got the script, and, and they told me the character I was playing. And I went through, and I pretty much turned the corner over every page that I had lines on. And then I'd just go through and quickly just read it so that by the time it got to, to you know, as they were running the lines, everyone else was just going page by page, you know, listening to what was there. Not me, bro. I was just like reading all, all, all of my yeah, stuff and then, yeah. and then looking back to see you know, all I was doing was turning the pages when they were turning their pages so that I, I knew where they were in the oh, script. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Then, and then basically yeah, it got to me and I, 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 I winged my way through it, touched oh, wow. it, and then at the end of it, they said, "So, so auditions are next week." And I went, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure. What what day?" And they were just like on Saturday. I went, "Oh, look, I'm really sorry, but Saturday I've got a game of rugby." <laughs> and they said, "Oh, what time's your game?" And I said, two o'clock." And she said, "Oh, what time will you finish?" I said, "Oh, about three thirty. She goes, "Well, that's good because the audition will finish at about five o'clock." Oh boy! And I was just like, <laughs> "I'll tell you what, if I can, if I can make it." I'll, you know, if I finish in time and I can make it, I'll come down and, and I'll audition. You know, I never said to her I'd audition, so I never sure. turned up. Sure. I, was, I was never going to turn up. Right. And honestly, you know, without a word of a lie, at 6.30 that night, I'm sitting at home after a big game, just, you know, just, you know, it was a beautiful day. Mm. And all of a sudden at 6 o'clock I hear, 
at oh the boy. door. Oh boy. So I was just like, oh hell, who's that? So I go and open it and there's Maureen Potros and Jill Clout. And they look <sighs> at me and they say, Look, we know you didn't come down to the audition. I said, Yeah, look, I'm oh really gosh. sorry, but game of it. go so we gave you the part anyway. Oh my oh gosh. Boy. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, are you serious? And like we had six weeks of rehearsals, but and it was an operatic that Maureen, oh, it was, it was um, an operatic, uh, no, a pantomime that Maureen Potros had written called Once Upon a Twice. And I was to play the court jester. <laughs> nice. And nice. Um, this is awesome. Oh, no, actually, it wasn't. It was, it was another one, and it was, um, I was to, be a I was to play an Indian Brave that's right that was the very first one I did oh, wow. the Indian Brave which is called um, what was his name Lower Watha I think huh. instead of Higher Watha it was yeah. Lower Watha sure yeah Lower Watha and sort of like, so I did it and honestly no one knew what I looked like like yeah. for the rehearsals of six weeks I always had my cap on <laughs> they came up they came up to me that the day before dress rehearsal, dress rehearsal was the next day and the show started the, the day after that. And they came up to me and they said, you realize that you're not allowed to wear your cap on stage, eh? And I was just like, oh, yeah, no, you're, yeah, I realize that. And I was like, well, it's just that you've never taken it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but it's okay. And basically what it was for me was that I kept my cap on right up until I had to walk onto stage. Mm. And then I took it off when I went onto stage. And it was one of those ones where when I was on stage, I wasn't, I was no longer me. Wow. You know? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. but as soon as it's I like came, being on the phone, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, on the phone, yeah, I'm big and tough yep. and brave, you know? Hang yep. it up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what yeah. did I just do? And same thing on stage. You know, yeah. I, I'd, I'd come out and I was no longer me. You know, I was this character. And it was, um, yeah, it was just one of those ones that I, I I was doing it and just and we then split from Operatic Society to Center Stage, did a couple of more years of that and then um I was you know I got into Poverty Bay Rugby so I, I represented my my province and played in the New Zealand national competition. Wow. Um and we we you know we we played a game one Saturday we came back to my place. Sunday morning, I woke up. I must have been still a little bit tiddly from the day before. <laughs> well, the night before, sorry. And um, there was a documentary on New Zealand Drama School, and 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 the show was called Spot On. Mm. And they had they had uh, New Zealand Drama School there. And mm. and honestly, I, I must have the residuals of alcohol must have still been in my system because <laughs> me and the friends and that were sitting there, and I just looked at it and I went, far out, I could do that, yeah. and. Unbeknownst to me, one of my mates, he goes and finds that application form. Oh my gosh. Fills it out by name, sends it away. Wow. And then I get this letter and it's saying I had an audition. Um, I had a local audition in Gisborne. Wow. And um, this is for New Zealand Drama School, which is now called Toy Fakari. So anyway, I, I went around to my local audition and I had to do a classical piece, a modern piece, and a song. Mm. And so luckily for me, the song, I uh, we'd just done Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, oh. so I did a, a Calypso in there. So I thought, well, I know that, so I'll just do that. Yeah. Um, my modern piece I did um, from uh, uh, 
oh, it's uh, it's a Maori play that was written here and far out. My memory's gone, but I think it's Pahuta Kawatri. And, um, and then the um, the other one I did was I did Mercutio from Romeo and Juliet. Wow, wow that's cool. Um, and then, um, and so went along, did that, and um, I passed that. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I would have been really disappointed if I didn't get past that audition because it was only two of us. <laughs> um, so I got past that, and then, and then I had to go and do a regional audition down in down in Hastings, uh, Napier actually, at Tennyson oh. at the Tennyson Hotel. So I went down there, drove down there, I did that, and then I came back, and then I got into the national audition, which was a three day audition down in Wellington. So I drove all the way down from Gisborne, uh, which is about an eight and a half hour drive. Did that, and then, and then basically did that audition. And at the end of the three days, I had an interview in front of a panel of ten people. Wow! And honestly, I, I didn't. I I was just like, "There's no way yeah. I'm going to get in," you know. And I got back home after Gizzy, and um, in about December, mid-December, I got this little thin envelope, and I remember it, you know, from drama school. I was just like, "Oh, you know, it's." That's it. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, it, it's over. You know, it's, it's one, just a one A4 letter, you yeah. know, and I opened it up and they said, congratulations, you were the, you know, the standards were so high this year. Instead of taking 10 out of 548 that audition, we're taking 12. Wow. Huh. So, yeah, and I was lucky enough to be one of those 12 and they said that I'd get my Applicate my 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 welcome pack in that in the mail, and so I packed up my life, came down to Wellington, and wow. pretty much that's how I got into the industry. That's amazing. Okay, so this this whole time you're telling your story, and I think this is you said something about hopefully you're not putting anybody to sleep, and and it's I think it's quite the opposite uh, because. Um, a lot of everyone's on a journey, right? We're all on this journey in our life. We all have things that we want to accomplish, things that we want to do. Yeah. And it's uh, we're listening to your your story now, and I'm thinking about when Tammy was telling telling us yeah, about yeah. how she got into the industry too. And when she was telling us her story, we kept saying, Tammy, it's, there was a lot of destiny. There was a lot of just I, like indefinable. It, it something else got you there. And, and you're telling your story and I'm seeing the same hand. Like you, you, you loved sports and sports led to dance, right. dance led to theater. And then, and, and like, you know, your mate putting in the application for you when you were just joking around yeah. and it's just, it's an amazing thing. So I think a lot of people are going to look at, hear your story and be very inspired by it and yeah. think, well, you know, like just, just being available, making your, pursuing your dreams and, and, uh, Wow! Like anything can happen. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's it. So, so it's. It, it, I mean, the irony of it is, is that I actually, you know, I got into the industry as an actor. Um, right. As, yeah. As you know, um, and and yeah, and and so, and then from there, I got into stunts, and, and it's it's so funny because, like, um, you know, I. Couple of couple of months of doing stunts, and all of a sudden, everyone forgot that I was an actor. Yeah, right. And, um, <laughs> you know, and 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 think that I'm a stunt man. 
but I um yeah man it was a, like our year at drama school I was I was very very fortunate mm. um our year at drama school uh, the the year before the the you know out the second year that we were there, they were the most successful uh, year at New Zealand Drama School, mm. um, and they like the the most uh, well known person to come out of that year is uh, New Zealand actor called Cliff Curtis. Okay, who's, he's he's been in he's been in numerous numerous you know, wow. yeah. Yeah. So he plays a lot of Hispanic guys, you know, Training Day with Daniel Day. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, you know, he's collateral damage, um, you name it, and he's he's pretty much been in it. He's, That's amazing. He's our most, you know, well-known, most famous New Zealand um, actor. Wow. And so, so, you know, he was he was a year before me. So, yeah. so good, good company you're in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, I was an extremely good company, and then and then you know, and even at drama school, you know, it was just like we, you know, I we had a. I came into drama school, and you know, I was a sportsman. I was playing rugby, and I was sure. still playing rugby when I got down here, and I was and I, and I was boxing as well, and like most most actors, back in my time. You know, didn't do any of that. So eight by I ten, was, man. You got to take care of the I eight by ten. The black sheep. I was yeah. a black sheep. Sure. At New Zealand drama school, you know. Yeah. Um, and my whole motto was that when I was at drama school, I'd give three hundred percent. But when I finished drama school, like I could, I could then just go out and do whatever I wanted. You know, I'd yeah. carry on with my sport. Sure. And I was kind of shunned for doing it. I I remember my very second. My second week at New Zealand Drama School, we were doing a, um, we were going down to see a show that was at uh, uh, Downstage Cinema called uh, Theatre called um, uh, Shirley Valentine, and I was I was so excited because this was going to be the first first show I'd, I'd ever been to, first play I'd ever been to. Yeah, and I, I specifically remember one of one of the girls in my class looked at me, and with disgust when I said this and she was just like, what do you mean? This is the first show you're actually going to see. Oh man. Some of that attitude, huh? I was, like, I was just like, this is, this is like the first show of, of, of everything. And she goes, you call yourself an actor. Oh no. And Come on. Oh, boy. Do a show. Yeah. And huh. I was just like, no. And she goes, and why not? And I said, because I'm from Gisborne and pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So that, on i was in it yeah right huh you know once i realized yeah. what i wanted to be yeah and i didn't even want to be an actor you know yeah. it was just it was this fate that kind of pushed me Absolute in that destiny way. yeah right yeah. yeah and you know and yeah people were just like you know and i'd play rugby and i'd come back and I'd black eyes and yeah right that, <laughs> you know and people people just couldn't fathom it you know and they were just like whoa that's crazy but, man you know, it, it it came around and basically drama school, I had to make a choice because um, I got fairly good at uh, rugby and I had, uh, um, back then I was lucky enough to get a trial for the All Black Colts. So that's the under 21 All Black rugby team. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. And, um, and, and basically, you know, I went to drama school and I said, oh, the trial's in two weeks time and um, if I get in, it's down south. If I get in, 
we've got a we've got a training camp and then we've got a tour of Australia. And drama school literally said to me, well, it's up to you. What do you want to be, a rugby player or an actor? Because you can you go yeah. go and do the trial, but mm-hmm. we're going to let you go. We're going to release you. Wow. And never, to tell you the truth, I never ever thought I was that good a rugby player. I only really played rugby to try and get my grandfather's, you know, approval. Because, mm. uh, you know, he was a pretty hard, he was a pretty tough man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so so I only really wow. played rugby just, just you know, just just for me, really, and yeah. him. Yeah. And I never ever thought I was that good. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as if I ever thought, oh, man, I'm an amazing rugby player. Um, yeah, and so I chose, I, I literally chose drama school because to me, you know, that seemed like the harder thing to get into. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. That is awesome, man. Okay, so um... – all right, so so you're in Wellington. You're you've gone through drama school. We were we were trying to figure out how where did the transition to stuntman come? Because I didn't know this. I didn't know you started as a as an actor and and mm. went to drama school. Um, uh, mm. because all of my knowledge of you comes from you know the the the, the head stuntman in Lord of the Rings. Tammy told us yeah. about how you'd be playing that guitar and getting everyone together and having a <laughs> yeah. good time. She already she already told us your beautiful voice. Beautiful head. Oh, here. That's right. Yeah, she says you have the perfect face. She yeah, said no. she she missed your face, and that was the message we had to give to you. Yeah. Um, so that that's how I how I you know uh, learned of you. And so how did that transition happen from drama school to? I'm guessing because you're in Wellington, and was it around the same time the films were being, uh, you know, like. Yeah. So 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 it's, I came out of, I came out of New Zealand drama school, and um, all I wanted to to my my whole thing. Um, you know, we sat down in in, in a circle and, and they said, uh, you know, what what do you guys want to want to do? You know, get out. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, everyone just said that they wanted to be, you know, rich, famous, sure. whatever. Yeah. And it got around to me and I said, look, I just I honestly I just want to keep working in an industry that I love and be able to support myself and one day a family. That was wow. it. You know, if I wow. could do yeah. that, then, then I'd made it. Did they look at you like you were crazy, too, probably? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just like, what is this going on? You know. And, um, and honestly, all I wanted to do was do a um, do an All Blacks do 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 a rugby commercial or All Blacks commercial. Yeah. And um and do a walk. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. If it done those, then 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 that was it. I, I would. <laughs> my career was made. Well, literally the the first year out of New Zealand drama school, I did um. I did the hucker on a all black commercial for the 1990 or 1991 world rugby world cup. Holy crap. And I I was just like, Oh no, basically I've just come out of drama school already. If I get a war film, then that's it. That's my career over. (laughs) (laughs) Done. I've, I haven't done that yet. And basically what happened, I did theater, uh, for seven years. Mm. Uh, 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 you know, did, did, quite a few theater shows for seven years. And then I went up to Rotorua and I taught at a wanganga up there, a, a, a school. Um, wow. And I helped out there and then moved up to Auckland and then moved back down to Gisborne. And Gisborne, man, I love Gisborne. Gisborne's yeah. such a beautiful place. But I just, I was working at a video store and I just felt, you know what? 
in 40 years time i bet you i'm still working at this video store wow so i just so i decided to pack back up and go back down to wellington move wow. back down to wellington and um yeah lord of the rings was um auditioning i'd never ever heard of lord of the rings you know <laughs> yeah I all i all i knew was that it was a second largest selling book behind the bible, the bible. yeah right yeah yeah and I was just like, okay, well, you know, it's a pretty popular book. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the films will be all right. Yeah. And I heard, it, I heard it was shooting for like three years. And I was yeah. like, man, I just get anything on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've, at least I've got three it's years. It's a lot of work. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, so I auditioned for Lurts and, you know, and uh, no. we all know I didn't get it. Didn't yeah. go too well. Lawrence uh, Mahori, right? Yeah, went to a good buddy of mine, Lawrence. And then, and then what happened? So, like, I uh, in New Zealand, if you audition as an actor or for for a role, they don't normally really consider you for other roles. You know? Huh. Okay. Okay. They don't, you know, they, they 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 you know, I auditioned for Lurts, and then that that was pretty much me. That was it. I, <laughs> I was I was done. Um, wow. Didn't get it. And so so I decided to believe it or not, go on set as an extra. Wow. Yeah. My my agent actually was fully against it. Yeah. Huh. They didn't want me to go and see it as an extra. They, and, 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 and so I was just like, you know what? I, I don't care. I just want to be working. And um, I think if I get on, if I get on set as an extra, I might be able to get other stuff. Absolutely. And, and honestly, that's pretty much that's what happened. happened. I got, wow. And, um, you know, as an extra, the Yurikai, um, and then, you know, we were at Helm's Deep in that. Yeah. Um, you were the and, witch, you were the witch king when Frodo was stabbed, right? You stabbed Frodo. Well, yeah. You, you, and that, you know, what's funny. That's actually how I got into stunts because, no. oh, wow. because what happened was that they, they, they pulled me in and they, they said to me, look, um, cause once I got on set, you know, people, People knew I was an actor and I did theater and that. Apart from the extras, all the extras didn't, didn't know. <laughs> didn't know. Yeah. Undercover. Yeah. No, no idea. And what, what happened was that um, I I got, you know, they uh, casting came up to me and said, look, Peter, Peter, you know, they've, they've already shot the stuff as uh, the White Witch King. Um, it didn't didn't really go as well as Peter had hoped. Wow. And, uh, wants to you know he wants to give it to you to you know for you to reshoot them oh my gosh and i said okay so what happens in that and they're just like well you've got to stab frodo in the shoulder i was just like okay that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so i'd already made i'd already made friends with all the stunt guys because believe it or not i used to have um a bag full of like a bag full of lollies yeah like because I love lollies. Yeah. I've got the sweet tooth either. Yeah. So all the stump boys used to come over and used to see me eating lollies. So they used to, of course, they used to come and sit next to me and I'd share out my lollies. And <laughs> yeah. You're the candy the man. Guys. Yeah. And and so what happened was that, and I knew the stunt coordinator and stuff. So I went, I went um, and I made inquiries about whether or not I was actually allowed to do my own stunt. Okay. You know, okay. to stab Frodo in the shoulder. Yeah. Because I knew as an extra, you know, you, you weren't allowed to do shit like that with the actors. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, so so basically went and uh, made inquiries and then um, 
George Marshall Ruge, the stunt coordinator, said, yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll let you do it. I said, okay, cool. So I went and did it. And then all of a sudden I got, um, we were on, you know, I, I got to know George and I was on set in Helmsdeep, sort of Helmsdeep doing the Yurikai stuff. And then um, he put us through it. He, he had a, he wanted, he needed more stunt guys. Mm. And from me being the Witch King, he knew that I was an actor. Yeah. His whole thing was that stunt guys that, you know, the modern day stunt guy had to know how to act. Sure, yeah. And he, I gave him my sporting CV. I was a, a sportsman. So he held a, he held a three-day trial, three-day workshop at a gym. And luckily enough for me, I got through the three days. And, um, and yeah, and basically I get a phone call from my mate, Kirk Maxwell, who was the um, – Swordmaster and Vigo's um, stunt double, and um, I I went went he called me into, and Paul Shabcock and they called me into the office and I went into the office and George was there and George said welcome to the team. Wow! And I was just like, oh my gosh! And the unfortunate thing was that there were a whole lot of other extras that auditioned, and wow. honestly, I was just um, put on the. I was then shunned out from the group, you know, it was uh, just like, yeah. cause no yeah. one actually knew that I'd, I'd actually come from an acting background. Right. Yeah. But you know, well, it wasn't your fault. I mean, you auditioned for a role and you, and you had to become an extra, you know what I mean? You, yeah. That's yeah. 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 And then, and then, you know, luckily enough for me, um, you know, Pete kept giving me, um, cameos like I was in the second movie when, um, Sam and Frodo fall down in front of the gates of Moria, the Black Gates. Yeah. Yes, you're one of the yeah. Um, yeah. Easterlings. Yeah, I was one of the Easterling yeah. NCOs. Yeah, me and Paul Norrell. And then I was also the ring wraith on the 44-gallon drum, you know, flying around searching <laughs> for the ring over the dead marshes. Oh, yeah. no way. And, wow. Um, yeah, and then yeah, and then he also gave me the cameo as a Harad leader That's on right, top man. of the Olicon, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just one of those ones. And that's what actually, you know, just doing, being pulled up into the stunts team. Sure. Then that's what got me into creature performance. Because as a stunt performer, it doesn't matter what size or color you are. If you can fit into the costume, yeah. mm -hmm. then you can you can play that character, you know. Yeah. Casting doesn't have any say in it, really. Sure, you know? sure. Because if they see your face, then right. then basically you're not doing a job you're, properly you know? yeah yeah um wow and so yeah so 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 that's how i got into creature performance but it was so funny you know within three months of being in the stunt community it's um i went from being the newbie and and the the big joke within the team is that they had the a team so they're the boys that started right from the start sure, the originals then yeah. they had the b team which were those boys that started right from the start then they they got guys at the beginning as well, and they, you know, got in their team bigger, so they became the B team, and basically I was called the C team. <laughs> Literally, it was just me. You're the that only one. You know. Oh, it's awesome. It was that. It was that team, and I'd go, yeah, and they go, yeah, and that was a big joke. But three months of doing stunts, everyone forgot I was an actor. Um, everyone remembered me as a stuntman. And I literally went from just being a newbie in the group to doubling Lawrence wow. McColdy as uh, the Black Witch King and as Gothmog. 
and wow. you know and yeah and just yeah it just snowballed for me it was just yeah. crazy yeah. it really really was and then you know being able to um perform in all the creature suits and stuff like that and then that's basically richard taylor was just like you know uh, he just loved me yeah. because i'd wear whatever he sure. put me into and i was happy to do it because i just wanted to be working yeah. And I think my sporting background helped a lot as well. Absolutely, man. Most actors don't want to be creature performers or wear prosthetics, you know, because it's hot, it's hard, oh, it's yeah. heavy, and you don't see your face. Yeah, right. You know? Whereas I was just like, you know, I can't play sport anymore because I can't make training, so I might as well do something else that, you know, that that puts a physical and mental toll on my body and see if I can get through it, you know, and, and, and that's that's what I did. So, wow. yeah, and I was shy anyway. So seeing my face wasn't, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want people to see my face. You right, know? right, absolutely. It was kind of, it's like it, you're explaining. It, it's the perfect marriage of all those different things. You're oh, getting, you're getting your sport, you're getting your acting, and and you're still, you're on the phone, you're on the stage, kind of thing. You're having that, that safety blanket. That safety blanket, exactly. Yeah, man. You know? See my face. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and and chances are, um, the other thing I love about creature performance is that if the director doesn't like what you're doing, normally it's because either you can't see, yeah. you can't hear, you know, the suit's restricting your movement, so you have to make your movements bigger. Oh, yeah. Or it's or it's accentuating your movement, so sure. you've got to make the movement smaller, you know. Whereas um, if he doesn't like what you're doing as an actor, he doesn't like what you're doing. Right. Yes. It's yeah. it's so much more personal, get, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot more personal. Yeah. Whereas if you're a performer, you know, you've 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 literally just got to work stuff out to Yeah, it's a to, technical to thing. Right, right. Man, oh. Shane uh, okay. I'm tr- I'm trying to like not interrupt because I'm I'm geeking fast. This is so this is so exciting to hear your story. Um uh, uh, all these details, I mean this is all this was the cool thing about talking to Tammy too, is you know, and this is why we love giving it to the uppers because we're, we're huge nerds. We're huge geeks. We love the films. Uh, we obsess over the films. We, we watch all the behind the scenes stuff, but you're giving us stuff that we've never, ever heard before. And, and from your perspective and from your own personal story, it's, it's fascinating, man. I, I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about, because I know that that, um, and I'm asked this question and I'm going to jump off and get my power cord from my computer because it died oh, and gotcha. we've got questions on there. Yeah, no, you keep going. Um, and you just, and you keep talking as long as you want. If this is, if we get, until you're sick of us, if we get three hours of recording here, I mean that's perfect. Um, but the stunt, the stunt team on the Lord of the Rings, you know, we all know about um, like the the bond they had, um, uh, yeah. uh, how close knit they were. Tammy would talk about um, you getting out your guitar and and just a group of people, and she always talked about how it was such a party, like being a part of the crew was like being a party. She would talk about doing makeup all day and then going out and, 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 and spending the rest of the night in the bar with your, with people that you were working with, you became friends, you became family. Um, yeah. you know, and the, and the stunt, the stunt, uh, team, we know about, uh, the story of, of Helm's deep and how that brought everyone together. Um, I believe in the appendices, you're talking about it. Vigo Mortensen's talking about it. You guys had shirts made that hell's deep, right? Yeah, um, yeah, hell's- it, it, it was like yeah. a huge bonding time. And so what was that like? Um, if you could, if you could just tell us a little bit more about your time within that team, the stunt team, uh, yeah. you know how did, how did, yeah, 
Well, you know, the, the thing that stunts me, you know, and it's so funny because people always ask me, you know, what, what do you prefer better, being an actor or being a stuntman? And, um, yeah, you know, I, I love being an actor. I, I love it because because an actor, you're, you're, you're creating, you know, you're, you're bringing your, the character to, to life. Um, how do you see it? Uh, you get treated a lot better as an actor. Yeah. And make a lot more money as an actor. Yeah. The thing, the thing I don't like uh, in that being an actor, though, you're an individual. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's, you know, you walk onto a set as an actor, and everyone's an actor. Yeah. So everyone's trying to vie for camera time. Competition. You know? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Competition. You know, whereas the stunts, you're a family, and 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 the point. thing about stunt team is that. You know, there's a lot, a lot of talented people out there who um, who started off in stunts, but unfortunately, you know, they they're in it for themselves. Yeah. They're not in it as a team. Yeah. And and you know, and and the thing with stunts is that you're a family, and you've got to trust each other. You know, your your hand, yeah, is yeah, it's yeah. You know, other people's lives are in your hands. Absolutely. Basically. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and and you know where Helm's Deep, where they got Helm's Deep right, is when they cast the Urukai, they cast a lot of the Maori and Pacific Island boys. Sure. Yep. Yeah, predominantly, like ninety-five percent of Urukai were either Maori or Pacific Island. Wow. And they all played rugby, yep. rugby league, some type of physical sport. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and the reason why they made that, it, the reason why it worked in their favor and I, and they, you know, I don't think they, 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 they meant to cast it that way because all they were looking for were tall, big guys, Yeah, you know, and, you know, over here with, with rugby and rugby league, there are a lot of, uh, Maori and Pacific Islanders who are tall and who are big. Yeah. So they got cast there, um, but what happens? What what happened is that our mentality is that, especially when there's sports team, you don't want to see be seen to be the weak link, right? right. Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, you know, it was it was wet, it was cold, it yeah. was heavy, you yeah. couldn't see, yeah. and you know, standing on the rain towers. Now the thing is, is that none of us wanted to be seen. You know, we were all suffering. Yeah. We were all suffering. But no one wanted to see to or, or be the one to be seen to be weak. Sure, yeah. You know? So everyone just we just trudged through it. We we you know. And what was what was even funny is that when they got the elves in, you know, they yeah. they they all had you know armor and they all had yeah, you know, and they were they were whinging like you would not believe. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 so we were just like. We were just toughing it out, and we were just like, "Oh, those, you know, the elves." You know, yeah. Well, you can just imagine what we were saying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be derogatory to 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 any, you know. Not all of us like elves, you know, so that's okay. Just, you can just imagine what we were saying. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then what? What basically happened was at the end of the shoot, you know, we, we were all sitting down, and and it just all came out, and it was just like. 
everyone was suffering in that. And it was just mm-hmm. like, no one wanted to be, you know, and we, we all just had a great, great joke and a great laugh about it, <laughs> wow. which is why the t-shirts came out, you know, how, Helm's Deep, but then it had a big yeah. a, a line through it, and it said Hell's Deep, Hell's Deep. you know. <laughs> um, and but it, it was it was you know after after you'd, you'd done a big day on set, it, it was it was funny because we'd all go back into town, and it'd be I don't know seven a.m. in the morning, and yeah. the sun's coming up, and uh, you know you're still wide from yeah, doing sure, so. You would go to a, a, a cafe or, or a bar and yeah. sit down and just basically debrief with a couple of drinks. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, um, we you, you, you do, you become a really tight, strong, knitted family. But we also, um, you know, there was also a time when, you know, because I was C team and the stunt team, I got, you know, I was, you know, last on, first to get let go. Yeah. Um, and when they went, when they went up to um, when they went up and did uh, the prologue up in um, uh, the national park, what happened was that you know I was let go because I wasn't required, mm. and and then so I was just like okay sweet. And <laughs> what was funny is that when a workshop came to me, that the armorers and yeah. the dressers came to me and said, look, um, we you know we you know you. Obviously, we like your work ethic and that. Would you like to come and work with us? I was just like, wow. yeah, of course. Yeah. So then I so then I went up there as uh, with with Weta Workshop as wow. a dresser, and um, and we um, yeah, we we honestly we um, I struck up good of good friendship. You know, I knew all the makeup team and that sure, from yeah. Tammy and Gino and Bill yeah. Hans, all of that from doing makeups and that. Dominic Till. And so what had happened is Sean Foot, and then what happened was that you know we because uh, I was working with Weta, we were all staying in the same same hotel, which happened to be joined to a bar. Yeah. So um, That's nice. so so I went yeah so so after work we'd come back and we'd have dinner and we'd be at the bar and we'd sit down and we'd you know have a few shots and stuff like that, uh, and um, Ohakuni, we were in Ohakuni, and it was just like it was one of those ones where. Me and Bill Hunt, um, and, and and one other guy, we sat there and for a wink, uh, a wink, a week, we um, we created Lord of the Rings shots. Uh, we did the Iris Iris Sauron. We did um, we we just made. I, I think uh, from memory, I think we did maybe twelve shots. Wow, and we we created these Lord of the Rings shots. Wow, that's awesome. Drinks. So, and wow. um, I've got I've actually got the list somewhere. Oh, that's awesome, man. And yeah, and and so yeah, we've 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 got this we've got the shots list. That's and amazing. Then, wow. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard case, right? That so, is, that's crazy. I mean, so it's just interesting too your involvement in all the different creative aspects. I didn't know that you worked with Weta like that. That's incredible. Um, yeah, and believe it or not, me working with Weta like that, um, like I just, you know, because I, I was brought up by my grandparents uh, and up on a farm, you know, I just had this work ethic of just if you're going to play, if you know, if you're going to play hard, if you're going to play with the big boys, you you. If you play hard, you still got to work hard. Yeah. 
so yeah so so my whole my whole thing was just like yeah if if, if i wanted to do it you know there was, it was just like one of those ones where i'd made myself stay up and not get some sleep so but i was also lucky because i was brought up on the farm sure. i only need four four hours sleep a night sure. anyway and you knew hard work uh, too i mean that's like that's that's key too yeah yeah so it's yeah it's, so, so I, was, I was lucky but um you know, there's uh the the team leader of Weta Workshop at the time was um Annette Wallums, um and Jamie Wilson. But um Annette Wallums she she then left uh Weta Workshop and went to got a job at Weta Digital. And basically that's how I got into Weta Digital because um what happened was that they were looking for a nighttime runner. Um we were finishing up uh filming the the you know the principal photography and she got a hold of me phoned me up and said look you know um i know you're finishing up on set do you have any work coming up wow. and i was just like now nah, i've got to try and find work and she goes well they're looking for a nighttime runner here at weta digital and i think you'd be great for it and i was just like i'd love to do it and yeah so my first job at Weta Digital was running because back then we were still doing film. Yeah, was was running film from the reels of film from Weta wow. Digital to Avalon. Wow, huh? That's and then that's and then that's how I got into Weta Digital, you know. So and, for... and and they still let me go off and do pickups and stuff, and yeah. that was Lord's and then come back and you know get into stunts and yeah. Shane, you're a you're a Swiss Army knife, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can do it all, brother. You can do it all. So nah, not not at all, brother. Not oh at all. man, well I mean, but it's, but you know, going back to the stunts thing, to, I'll, I'll I'll tell you a little story about how I got accepted into please. the stunts. Yeah, please. Yeah, this is what we want. Like I said, like, like, like I was saying to you, I was always seating. You know. Yes. And last <laughs> on, you know, first, you know, last on, first off, sort of thing, and then. We were doing pickups for um, Fangorn Forest. Okay. And, and and basically we were in um, I think it was uh, I think it was Elf Stage, which was down on the wharf. It's it's not there anymore. It got torn down. Wow. But it was just this big long stage. I think it must have been you know over a hundred meters long. Wow. I don't wow. know. And it was about maybe about thirty. Oh no, probably even maybe forty meters wide. Wow. And um, that's where we did the Fangorn Forest scene, where we were running with Marion Pippin mm-hmm. as you and I put them down, and then you know we get ambushed by the Rohan warriors. Yeah, yep. yep. And so, so, so anyway, you know, we we'd spent six weeks down in Autaki desensitizing the horses, so. Oh, you know, wow. we were out, out out on the farm, and and we, we we did it so that we um the horses were in straight lines, you know, three or four lines, and if we hit the deck, we knew if we were in that line within that line that you know we were safe and the horses yeah sure over us and stuff like that. And so we um we we did it all up, and and then we we got down into the stage, and we get there, and all of a sudden there's a camera facing from one end facing down our line. So facing instead of it being uh, profile. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't tell that all the horses were in a straight line. Yeah. We're now shooting down the warehouse. So yeah. you could actually see the lines of the horses. Wow. Huh. And the very the very first take, it was just 
absolute carnage because we were sitting there and it was like it was just like you know we'd, we'd rehearse it yeah. up in all time so we kind of knew what was that and we were there and and um and uh peter jackson would go uh, okay so um we're uh, we're we're we're, we're uh, <laughs> Everyone's, you know, and, and so all the Rohan are down one end with all the horses, and we're, 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 we're sort of like in, in the middle of the stage. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Stunt guys, all the stunt guys are, you know, we're, we're, in the, we're at the beginning, and then, you know, all the extras are slightly further on down. There weren't too many of them, but, you know, but they were, they were right down the end, so yeah. they were safe. Yeah. And basically, Pico said, oh, um... <laughs> I'll, I'll call action, and uh, the, the 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 horses will go, and 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 then I'll call and turn, and <laughs> yeah. you turn, you see, and you run, and we go, okay, cool, yeah. So there, and we'll sit there, and he goes, and action, <laughs> and you hear the Rohan go, rah, yeah, and we're sitting there, and we're all facing the opposite direction with our backs to the horses, yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden you could. You, you, you could you could hear the horses coming, and then all of a sudden you could feel the. Oh my oh. gosh! And we're just sitting there, and we're just like, and I was looking down, straight down. You could see the guys further <laughs> on down. Just all of a sudden, they pop their head up, and they're like, "Have we just turned?" Yeah, turned. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you hear and turn, turn, and literally, basically, all the horses were on top of us, oh my and we God. just got. Absolutely mowing down. <laughs> and, get, and cut. And honestly, the set is just desperately quiet. And you hear, and reset and back to number ones. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it's like, oh my gosh, we cannot do a whole week of this movie. <laughs> Absolutely slaughtered. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So we, we worked out this buddy system. So not everyone was going to go down now. Yeah. And we'd worked out this buddy system, whereas if you did go down, someone would be on the ground. Mm. Um, if someone went onto the ground, someone would be standing over the top of them so that the riders could see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so so very next take, we did it. And, you know, and and, and he, he called and turned slightly a bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't as, as kind of, and, and I turn around to, to see where the horses are before I started running. And I saw this guy go down and onto the ground. I saw they didn't have a buddy. So I went running up to him just as his horse got there and his horse pulled up. And I'm just standing over his head. And I'm, I'm hitting, hitting the rump of the horse. And the horse goes around just, you know. Just misses him and, and goes around. Meanwhile, there's another horse just coming barreling, going fast as it can. And I look up, and all I see is this horse's eye. Oh my gosh! Oh, no. I just go flying back. I I fly for a good <laughs> ten meters or so, hit the deck. Meanwhile, this horse stumbles, trips, and falls, oh. and lands on top of me. Oh wow! And and. You know, luckily for me, it's a falling horse. So as soon as it hits the deck, it just lays there. I'm having trouble breathing because yeah, horses lucky. aren't like this. Yeah. But he's not thrashing around. And then, and then once, you know, people, you know, once his trainer and that gets in, he, he stands up and he walks off. He doesn't trample all over me, which mm-hmm. is cool. So yeah, meanwhile, I cool. hop up and I'm, I'm, I'm hunched over. And people come running up to me and they're just like, oh, my gosh, are you all right? And I said, I think I've lost some teeth. <laughs> And so I'm I'm looking down on the ground to see if I can see them anywhere. Yeah. And the medic comes over and I'd, I've knocked a few teeth out. The horse had knocked a few teeth out. So um, oh my they uh, the uh, medic seemed to thought that I with the impact I'd I'd, I'd actually just gone and um, swallowed them. Oh my gosh! Holy. Like first this is like first thing in the morning, and oh I, they gosh. take my mask, and I've just got this massive egg. Over half of my face, <laughs> where me and the horse had headbutted, and the second shot, and they couldn't get me into a dentist until that evening, until that night. Oh my god! And so I was just like, "Well, I might as well just stay at work. You know, it's a waste of time going home feeling sorry for myself." Yeah. So I might as well just stay here. So I stayed here and worked all day with my missing teeth and this big egg on my head, and um, literally after that day. Everyone accepted me into the stunts team. I'd say that was earning yeah. your stripes for sure. I, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, from that too. Most people brush their teeth in the morning. Shane Rungi swallows his teeth in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> and then he works on until he keeps going. Yeah, he keeps going. That is unbelievable, man. So, how much of that too? Because you know, we've heard stories about how like Peter Jackson would, he'd like he'd like push 
push as far as he could without like killing people. You know what I mean? Like he, he loved that, that genuine, uh, like fear he could cause in people. Uh, how much of that was, was going on with, I mean, and how many situations did you encounter like that where he should have called and turned by now, right? Like where it was, he, he wanted that genuine reaction, even from, even from you guys, like as a stunt team, did that happen as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it, but it was it was it was one of those ones too that you know you just you know he in his mind we'd we'd rehearsed it sure and we had you yeah. know we yeah. had rehearsed yeah but you know the you know we because of the changes yeah. that had that had that had happened yeah it um it just changed the whole dynamic of how how it'd go and, and you know it's it's like that with with anything yeah. Um, you know, it's it's you, you tend to find it's uh, the one that we we always find hard, and it's not just with Peter; it's, it's it's with any director. Is when they've got the shot, and they say just one more for safety. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for safety. And, yeah, and to tell you the truth, that's normally when an accident will will happen. Yeah, because uh, you let your guard down a little bit, right? They've already got the shot, right? Yeah. And you see, it's not just—it's not—it's—it's it's, it's not just Peter. It's—it's it's every director. They've yeah. already got the shot, but they want to do just one more, just in case yeah. something's happening. Yeah. Or something happens, you know, and they say just one more for safety. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's 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 a that's a hard case one. I mean, I mean, it's like, for instance, like um, and it's not even you know, it's 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 not even the it's not even the director's fault. Like, um, like, like, like sure. I said, the, um, for instance, the, um, when we were with Mary and Pippin and we were, we we're actually doing the, the we'd, 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 you know, we'd, uh, kidnap them and we were actually doing the big run with yeah, them. Yeah. And, you know, there's a scene where me and another mate of mine, Mana Davis, we played the scaled Urukai. So we actually had, um, Dom and, um, Billy, uh, yeah, Billy, on our backs. No way! Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. so cool. So we had oversized Urukai suits on, oh and then we were piggybacking them, and and we, you know, what we we ran down. We 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 had to run down through, you know, following this creek bed down and over the, you know, over it was terrible terrain. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And we we were practicing it. We were practicing it without the heads in that on, and we're just like, you know, this is where we're going to go. You know, we're doing a camera lineup and stuff like that, and it was just like, okay, cool, awesome, did it, and it was just like, oh yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough terrain, but no, it should be okay. You know, we shouldn't, you know, and and we had to slow it down because we we were just like, well, don't forget, you know, we've got the boys on our backs, <laughs> yeah. so heavier, you know, we can't be going too fast, yeah, tied up and stuff, dude, they stick. They stick our oversized heads on, and you know it's great. We just got this big gap <laughs> that we can see. You know, we can still kind of see out of it. And it's just like, okay, cool. So we practice it. Me and Mana practice it without heads on. And it's like, yep, now nah, we're sweet. We're cool. <laughs> they go and stick the boys on us, mm. and all of a sudden they tie their arms around, and it pulls oh, the yeah. head down. Oh my gosh! All of a sudden, now all of a sudden we can't really see anything. Oh my god! Just like you know, instead of freaking out the actors and saying, you know what, we actually can't see, you know, 
we we still went and did the shot and um we pulled it off but it wasn't until afterwards i you know Munner and i sort of like sitting down we're looking at it and i was just like how much could you see and he goes dude once they put us once they <laughs> couldn't see anything and i was just like yeah same dude that's amazing so it's 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 just one of those ones where you know people trust in you to do a job yeah and you know and you trust yourself that yeah. you can do it and 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 you know you can do it the where we get into trouble is when people say they can do a job yeah and they and they can't do it yeah you know yeah and that's that's it you know and and it's 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 one you know Peter never ever wanted to, you know, he, he would never put us into trouble. We'd sure, never put yeah, us into sure. danger. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just one of those things that, you know, it could go one or two ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you just got to look at that shot where, um, with Vigo and the sword. Yeah. You with know, his tooth, right? Yeah. 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 Well, happened. no, no, not this tooth. Oh. Um, down, down when um Lurch fires the arrow. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, and he and he cuts it out. You know, he hits it with the sword. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. It, yeah, his knife and when he throws the, his knife. That was actually a real shot. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, it's it's gold. Yeah, you know? absolutely. it's absolutely gold. Yep. You know, Pete Pete never said to do that, and it was right. never meant to happen that way, but <laughs> it happened. We got it. It was captured. And it was amazing. Yeah. You know? It's really cool, too, because I'm, I'm thinking about, like, you know, that situation where that you were just talking about. You, you do it. The, the dry run, you're fine. Billy and Dom get put on your backs, and all of a sudden, because of the way their hands are, you're, you're blindfolded. Thinking about, like, your, you know, your sporting background, um, your, your dance experience you had, so all of your muscle yeah. memory going on, and then just even exactly. your mindset. You're, you're very laid back. You're very go with the flow. You're a team, you're a team player. Like how... Even in the back, in the back of his mind, like you said, Peter and and all of the uh, people in in charge of of producing the films, they they knew who they put in certain roles and how they could handle the situations. And just like even maybe stuff that they didn't know about about your background, yeah. how that was yeah. able to exactly. allow you to do. It's just it's incredible, man. Again, that 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 sense of destiny coming through again and again. Yeah. Well, you just have to look at, um, you know. Of, you know, we all know that the original Vigo wasn't, uh, the original Aragon wasn't Vigo. Right. You know, it was Townsend. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. yep. And, um, and, you know, Pete, Pete knew, just had, you know, knew what he wanted sure. the character to do. Yeah. And knew that, unfortunately, the character that, the, the actor that had been cast wasn't going to be able to do it. So then, you know, instead of jeopardizing what the character's going to look like with filming, you know, he just went, you know what? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah, right. And then he recast Vigo, you right. know, and it was just, and 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 that's that's the importance of it. I think that's a that's a different, you know, Pete, Peter, Peter never, you know, never directed us so so that it was um you know that it was dangerous situations and yeah. stuff like mm -hmm. that but he definitely he definitely knew the limits of his characters sure and what he wanted them to to do 
you know and i yeah. think that I think that's a difference is, yeah. is 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 that sure you know you you look at you look at some of the stuff and yeah dangerous ads yeah but you know that's what we get paid for a stunt guy yeah absolutely absolutely you know that's our that's it that's our job it's not it's it's no one's you know and and the the a saying i say to people a lot in stunts is that you know, people are under the misconception that you know it's it's a glorified um, it's a glorified job. Yeah. Stunts is not a glorified job. You know, yeah. it's it's hard. Yeah. It's physical. Yeah. You know, you're, the actor gets gets all the acknowledgements. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, you know, and stunts hurt, man. Yeah, absolutely. Stunts yeah. Hurt. I can imagine. The, 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 the trick is not to get injured. Sure. Yeah. And- you know? Yeah, Shane. Along those lines, um, we had a, a, just a couple listeners asking, like, you know, what was the most difficult scene you trained for? Slash, what is the training like? You know, how do you how do you keep your body? You know, peak. Um, yeah, yeah. Pe- you know, peaked out. Yeah, uh, you you know, I, again, it's a, it's about knowing your limits. Like, I'm 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 not a gymnast. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got I'm lucky enough. I've got good body awareness for a big guy in the air. Yeah. Um. Just just through my sporting background of that, but yeah. I'm not a gymnast. So you you know high falls aren't normally something I would I would do because you tend to find most most high high fall specialists bar a few uh, you know they they they're like five foot six and weigh a dollar fifty oh wow. yeah. yeah okay you know, it's yeah. small and they're light don't don't get me wrong though there there are a couple of amazing amazing high fall specialists but you tend to find those guys uh, so like. They, they they used you know they're like cliff divers and stuff sure, like that yeah yeah so you know so so they're specialists in the air yeah trapeze uh, guys or whatever yeah yeah exactly exactly so so training wise for me i mean probably the hardest thing like i was lucky that um uh like sword work in that i i did fencing for years so so sword stuff i'm you know i'm oh. i'm not too i'm not too bad at yeah yeah uh, Kung Fu stuff is where I struggled because I was a boxer. Okay. Uh, so anything flashy and Kung Fu is not me. But the hardest <laughs> thing for me, the, the, the hardest thing for me is um, basically is, is fitness-wise, especially with, um, say, like creature performance because um, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, you know, I, I, uh, that was probably a big wake up for me when I did Lion Witch in the Wardrobe um, because we shot that during summer, most of it, uh, especially the big battle stuff. And I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge, huge guy. I was um, probably clocking in at uh, what was I 90, 94 kilos, I think ninety six kilos. Yeah, I lost within 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 uh, two weeks of doing the battle scene i lost 14 kilos wow so and and it was just a huge shock for me you know wow. just losing all that body weight and all that body mass just running and running yeah. and running all day every day fighting in the hot sun with a suit on yeah you had a huge you had a full body wasn't so, it uh, the, like the centaur suit right yeah minotaur, minotaur, minotaur that's right yeah yeah, yeah 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 so you know and just carrying your weapon and sure. fighting and and honestly so then basically for me it was just like you know what this is um when i had when i when i realized i was doing the next narnia movie i um i i bulked up I, you know i bought yeah. a home gym and i just started pumping yeah. just so that i could get bigger 
so uh-huh. that I knew that if I lost a whole lot of mass, I still had the strength sure. to carry yep. the suit. Yep. And then what I'd do is I'd go into like, um, you know, five weeks out, six weeks out, I'd start going into saunas and just start doing push-ups and sit-ups and exercising in a sauna so that my, my, my body, yeah, yeah, my body get used to the heat. Wow. That is crazy. I never thought about that, being in the sauna to get used to that, you know, yeah. big costume. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> just yeah, yeah the... you know, and it's just, it's just one of those ones. Uh, because I don't really like, um, I don't really like fans and I don't, I'm not a big fan of cool suits. I'll, I like I like to the the body to to adapt to the temperature that it's in, you know, and learn to cool down and learn to learn to you know just basically adapt to 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 what it's wearing. Because um, the trouble with cool suits, as soon as you plug them in, it just goes from extremely hot to extremely cold. Oh sure, yeah, sure. Get your get your core temperature down real fast and real quick. But what tends to happen is as soon as you unplug it your body seems to warm up twice as quick and twice as hot. Sure, yeah. So basically every every break you get, you find people who plug into cool suits always want a cool suit plugged in, always want their cool suit plugged yeah. in, you know, chance they get because they're overheating. Sure. Whereas if you teach your body yep. to, to, to get used to that heat, and all you've got to do is, you know, keep hydrated and um and, and know your limits, know your boundaries. Like for instance, when we did the um when we did the goblins in, in the Hobbit Hobbit, yeah. um, you know, they, they they put my first the, the first time they put my head on, I um they had the they they said, Oh, we're gonna plug in the fan. I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> they, had, they actually had a little fan inside the head. Yeah. And I was just like, Wow. And they plugged it in. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is actually quite 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 nice." You yeah. know, I was just like, "So, um, where's the air coming from?" And they were just like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, we we you know the fan. We, where's it sucking the air from?" Yeah. You know, is it is it through the mouth? Is it? Through, and they go, "Oh no, it's just um, it's just in in the head to keep you cool." And I said, "Hang on, so the head's sealed. The fan's not sucking." Air in, <laughs> and we're just like, no, no, yeah. it's just to, to, to keep the air that's in there circulating so you feel cooler. I said, Look, can, have you got one without a fan? And they were just like, Yeah, I said, Can I have that one, please? <laughs> and they're just like, Why? And I said, Because in my mind, the air that's going through there, it's dragging it from the outside. So I feel as though in my mind, I'm actually getting. Oxygen. Yeah, right. It's an actual fact. I'm not right. Yeah. So you're breathing so, more than yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to actually breathe more oxygen sure. than I think I have. Sure. And and, and run out of my sure. and, and enough. We had extras dropping just through lack of oxygen. Yeah. Just fainting because. Holy crap! I wouldn't even think about that. That's amazing. Exactly. You know, and and so that was it. Whereas if you didn't have the fan, sure, yeah, you'd start heating up inside that, and you'd feel the oxygen depleting in the air. So you'd have to calm and settle yourself down, yeah. and yeah. just slow your breathing down, so that you weren't breathing more oxygen than you could actually get into the head, into the mask. Wow, that's amazing. So so technology definitely changed. I'm guessing with with the suits from. Uh, 
Lord of the Rings to the time you were in The Hobbit. What what other ways? Because that was one of our questions. Was what were the how was the experience different from the Lord of the Rings to The Hobbit? How was it similar? How was it different? Is well, was one of the experiences more? Um, I don't know. Did it feel like a reunion coming home and, and being with with family? Yeah, you know what's funny is that everyone thought that. Everyone wow. thought, you know, this was going to be a big reunion. Yeah. You know, everyone everyone just had such a good time mm-hmm. on Lord of the Rings, you know, as, as a crew. We were. We were a family. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and it was an amazing time in New Zealand history. And everyone kind of thought that was going to be the same with The Hobbit. It, it was unfortunate that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the reunion that everyone thought it was. And for, for me, the... Probably the biggest change for me between the um, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit is is basically the the change from filming really. Yeah. Um, oh, from yeah. when I when I mean change of filming, I mean filming from you know it, Lord of the Rings we shot on film, thousand feet in a can. Sure. Uh, probably about a dollar dollar seven to a dollar twelve cents a foot. Wow. So you know that's over a thousand feet in 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 a roll of film. Wow. So so like you you know they basically filmed until they got the shot, and then once they got the shot, they moved on. Yeah. When it came to digital, however, you're not wasting you're not wasting any money filming. Yeah. So yeah. some of those some of those scenes, like for instance the goblins, you know, we're just walking around. We you know instead of in film. You shoot. We would go once around the track, and then we'd stop, and then they'd, they'd go back, review it, and see what changes they have to make. Hobbit, man, we we did that, you know, four or five times, which oh, is wow. why rolling, rolling, the cameras would just keep rolling, and we just keep running around and around and around and around, you know. So instead of filming it for for you know thirty seconds. 45 seconds would mm-hmm. still be going five minutes later. And that's right. why people were dropping, you know, because it yeah. was just hot. It was exhausting. Yeah. And there was no risk. I, I know, I, I know some of the scenes that the hobbits did, you know, they, they just kept rolling the camera and they had to do the whole scene. And, you know, and the whole scene was like about five minutes long. Sure. Jeez. And then, the, yeah, that, and, they just keep filming and filming and filming. So, so to me, that's probably that was probably the the biggest the biggest change is that is that you know they they just they just kept going and going and going it's, and going because they didn't have to stop because it was they they weren't wasting money on film. Sure, and then you've got sure. less downtime in between where you guys are bonding and talking, and there's and you're more yeah. exhausted when you are resting, right? Exactly. More yeah. exhausted. And not only that, you know, people are just going, why are we still going? You know, and, yeah. and, and then they change the camera setup and then they do it all again, you know, instead yeah. of, um, that was, that was probably one of the, one of the hardest things. And, sure. and, you know, and, and then from there as well, it was just like, you know, I'll, I'll probably stick my head out in, on the chopping block when I say that. But, but to me, the, the other thing as well was that, Lord of the Rings, you know, it, it was um, huh. it was it was groundbreaking, and Special. we had a lot of pros- yeah. we had a lot of prosthetic stuff, you know. So yeah. the actors were actually acting with the characters in front of them. Yeah, yeah. You know? They yeah. had them there, apart from the trolls sort right. of thing, and you know, 
but even even Gollum, you know, Andy yep. was in a mocap suit and he was there, yep, you know. Right, right. When it came at, when it came to the Hobbit, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was just green screened green and screen, right. just, and you can you can really see it. Like even the goblins, you know, we had all yeah. the suits and then all of a sudden, you know, we take all the all the heads off, but, and then you know everything was just going to be put in digitally and. Wow. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was just a different beast, you know. Sure. Yeah, and that, I mean that's kind of refreshing to hear you say that because I think we all as as like fans, you know, we and we we're invested in it from the other side, right? Like we we could definitely feel that we could feel that difference, you know. And and Lord of the Rings was the original, yeah. right? That's that's the that's the original yeah. tour, and The Hobbit was kind of like a reunion tour, and and we and we yeah. missed. I, I think I think um, sometimes technology can um, like overshoot its time and you know and it's like we i you know when you watch lord of the rings and you know that um that there are prosthetics involved and you can you can see the 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 stunt man or the the actor underneath that and that comes through whereas like you said in the hobbit it's it's digitalized and it's like i can i can tell i I can't i lost i lost the person in that yeah exactly there's no there's no connection to it you know and and that's that was probably the, the, the thing for me was just like, um, like I never ever realized, you know, why I'd get a lot of work from Richard Taylor and that yeah. with um, the creature performance and that. And it wasn't until I was on um, uh, Prince Caspian actually over in, because I never really used to like to watch the monitor. I, I, you know, I'm not really into watching me perform, you know, unless I really had to because I wasn't hitting a mark or, or something like that, you sure. know, I'd go and watch my, but what it was, was that, um, I watched, um, I, I went back to the monitor and, um, and Andrew, Andrew wanted to, 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 for me to go and have a talk to, um, one of the extras who, who was in the scene. Um, because, and I didn't know what he was, what he was on about. And he goes, you know, just a just a you know, to see how we can move better in the suit, yeah. in the minotaur suit. And I had a look, and I was just like, oh, I get it now. I get why yeah. they like me, because I think it's just my acting background is that, you know, I bring a character to life as opposed to being a man in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Sense. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, so it, and yeah, it was, it was just one of those ones, like when you've actually got someone who can perform and yep. is actually, uh, actually brings a character to life, yep. you walk into a room or you walk into a scene and people sense and feel that character. Like sure. when I, you know, it's General Ottman or even as a, if, if I'm an orc or a yukai, yeah. when I walk in, I walk in as that character yes. and people feel the presence of that character, yeah. you know? Well, and it's like you talked about you 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 brought that um, you brought that so many times that it resulted in in Peter giving you that role as the Harad um, yeah. leader. Yeah, you right. know, I mean that's and that's exactly what you're talking about. That performance came through. He saw that in you and was like, "Dude, we gotta we gotta get Shane like take 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 less, put less on him and get him out there, yeah, man." <laughs> you know, so that can come through even more clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what was funny in that scene was that, that originally, though, like I was only supposed to, I was only supposed to do, like, five five seconds of it. I was just supposed okay. to be a flash in character. Sure, really, yeah. And like I came on, like I'd been done up, and 
you know what's funny? Even though you can see my face, that was actually one of the hardest makeups to do. You get out that of here. Ages. That's because crazy. About layering, you know, and people look at it and they had no idea that I had three layers of clay on me. Really? You know, they'd, they'd paint a layer of clay on me. Wow. And then they'd let it dry and then they'd paint another layer. Well, the scarifications go on first. Oh, sure, true. Yeah. And then they go and paint it. And the reason why they do three layers is so that when they when they spray paint it and they do the cracking, you know, if if bits of it flake off, there's still clay underneath. It doesn't flake off sure. and it mm-hmm. shows skin. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I that that makeup still took four four and a half hours. The power of three, Shane. We're always talking about the power of three. Tolkien all the time in Lord of the Rings. There's always the power of three. So that three layers make sense. Um, oh, really? Yeah, all the time, dude. Oh, it's like That's just funny. I'm starting to see three everywhere. It's getting kind of concerning. I feel like Jim oh, Carrey in 23. Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, yeah, well, you know there were three of me, right? Three of you. <laughs> no, no, was, shoot, man! I was like, "Well, there's three of us talking right now." Oh my gosh! All right, Shane. Hey, uh, actually, along with the makeup thing, you know, the um, just being the oh gosh, when you're when you're an orc or a goblin or what have you, how long does it take to get in and out of those like suits or or the makeup? Like, is it is it a really long time? Dude, it really just depends. If um, if you're a, if your background, it takes bugger all. It takes like um, you stick on your lycras. You, um, you know, you jump into the arm and and, in your legs, which probably takes you about five minutes. You stick on your your boots, which takes on another couple of minutes. Mm. You go to armor and costume. And most people actually wanted, um, if you have a look, uh, most of the stunt guys try to get long pants and long um, tunics so they could hide the pads and that underneath them. Um, dude, you, and, and, and the, and the head of the mask is just a pull on mask sure. and it just tucks in. So, oh, okay. Okay. so literally probably about 20 minutes. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Okay. It's, it's, it's when you're a hero or a close up, yeah. or, um, then, then you're in the makeup chair for a, a minimum two and a half, three hours. How oh, long okay. did the Harad okay. leader, how long did that take? Cause we didn't really, yeah, you didn't, Harad leader was about four and a half hours. Holy crap. Yeah, that's crazy. My, my longest makeup, though, longest my longest makeup was, believe it or not, the White Witch King though. Okay, and I want to the White the White Witch. I want to ask me took that was about a seven hour makeup, a six and a half hour makeup, and then I had seven layers of um, costume as well underneath what? that. Okay, because I wanted wow. to ask you about the White Witch King because I I uh, so when we were telling our group that we were going to be talking to you I, I i went through and looked at different pictures and i it, it's hard to find pictures of you as the white witch king like not from the film but yeah the the face of the white witch king kind of looks like your face distorted <laughs> i don't know was that a part of the design or is that just like was that is that coincidence am i seeing yeah, the number three again it's just that's just coincidence because what happened is that the original mask was made for um someone else uh, okay i think it was Brent, Brent, uh, I want to say Brent McKenzie, but okay. I think it was Brent McIntyre. Or, he was the original. He, okay. he actually worked with a workshop, and um, they, you know, he he worked on the White Witch King, and and they everything was made to him. Got um, it. Got it. it. Then what happened was that, um, you know, unfortunately for him, he he'd never done any sort of performance or anything like that he was he he was actually a technician oh wow uh, and so and you know it 
it didn't really portray across to what Peter was after. Yeah, it's a big moment. You gotta you gotta nail that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So 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 then um yeah, so then luckily enough for me, Man. I knew I was an actor. Um Man. and and they they put me in it. So that's amazing. And then yeah, so so when they stuck when they stuck the mask on me, they had to it wasn't it wasn't built for me. So then oh. they had to they had to make it fit my face, which yeah. then changed the shape of the original mask and it actually yeah followed the contours of my of my facial structure wow because because they had to they then had to make it the hardest thing with that one too is that that was actually one of the hardest costumes of, of of worn simply because yeah all i had was a little slit in in between my lips sure. so i could breathe wow. um because because the nose didn't line up, so I couldn't breathe through my nose. Oh my gosh! Shame. Little slit. And like, I said, I said, you know, this is one of the cool things. I actually got to sit in Pete Jackson's camper. No way. Um, and I was in there all day, just and all I had to do, I couldn't really drink water because I couldn't really go to the toilet because I already had the hands and that glued on. Oh my gosh! Um, so I was just drinking smoothies. That's all I had. To, <laughs> And then at the end of the day, they were just like, um, we're not going to get to the scene. You can take Shane out and we'll be started all again tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> That's crazy. That'd be nuts. But a nice day sitting and, and drinking smoothies in Pete's, in Pete's trailer. That's not too bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, we have a few. This is, Dude, this is amazing. We it, Okay. Can I get you recorded saying that maybe we could come back for a part two sometime? Is that possible? Or we could just hear more of your stories? You mean a part two of a um, podcast? Yeah, like could we do this again sometime in the future? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, man. For sure. Okay, beautiful, sure. beautiful. We have some because our our uh, our our patrons on Discord have given us some questions. So if we could uh, throw out a couple of those, as you want to ask some of those real quick, because they've got some cool questions they want to ask you and want to get your yeah. answers on those. Look, look, honestly, yeah, you, yeah, you just yeah, we're not taking too much of your time, are we? Are we? Oh hell no! Okay, okay good. Okay. No, no, honestly, it's 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 one of those it's one of those ones. You know, what, whatever I've got on, I'll, I'll I'll make enough time to you know. Honestly, it's yeah. We love podcast. you, brother. This is this is amazing, yeah, man. Is, oh no, you're all good, brother. You're all good. Uh, well, we got, I got a couple uh, folks have asked kind of some similar questions. You know, kind of like you know fondest memory um, from Lord of the Rings, and also just like maybe your your le- your favorite. Um, Who was so, asking? Is that Phil? Phil, and- yeah. Phil, Mandy, um, and, and Susie are all kind of asking about just fondest memory from Lord of the Rings, and then possibly you know your favorite uh, character or your role you know that you that you that you were in there. Spe- in, in Lord of the Rings, yeah, specifically Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, look, my my fondest oh, man the the whole the whole That's experience yeah. Is, yeah. A, yeah. is a fond memory, you know. Yeah. Um, but. You know, from from a probably from a personal point of view, my fondest memory was um, being called up and in, in, into the stunt team by George Marshall Ruge, you know, uh, international uh, stunt coordinator, um, and just him trusting that 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 I could I could do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and but but then also you know just the, just the bond that we made with with everyone not just the crew and and that but also the actors and that as well you know Uh, 
the bond with Vigo and John Rhys Davies and Bernard Hill and mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and everyone. It was um, that the whole thing yeah. is a fondest memory. You know, me me actually being accepted into the stunts team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, yeah. that was a pretty fond memory. Um, That's awesome. But then, you know, there's there's uh, the my favorite character. Yeah, I, I would probably say my favorite character have to be the Harad leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It was just fun, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I I got up there and I was just like, you know, they were just like, oh look, um, you know, you're on top of this big olifant and and you you you're just smashing and crashing through yeah. minions on the thing, you know. And I was right. just like, cool. Well, that sounds like fun, That's you know. Awesome. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like something that I don't get to do often. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I'm just wreaking havoc and just having a good time and and you know, and that's what I did. My favorite that's, yeah. My favorite moment of that of that scene is where you're um I think it cuts away and you're you're you like the you you're like controlling the oliphant to just smash these horses and this just yeah. this this bloodlust rage like scream comes out of you and you're like almost like tremoring and shaking <laughs> i that is one of the most and i think it's like right after that that aomer kind of picks the spear up and comes after you but that moment man it is just because you, you are able to make us hate you so much yeah. <laughs> and you're such a lovable person that that is the most that that's acting bro that's acting yeah. it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful but anyway i love that moment and i think that's cool that's your favorite character um Okay, so someone just asked, who asked that question as just uh, now? Phil, 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 yeah. Phil also wanted to know because mm-hmm. the the Amazon TV show is coming out. If you were given an opportunity to go back in Middle Earth in a different form and work on this Amazon TV show, is that something you would be open to? Is that something you want to do? Is that something you're pursuing? Dude, I I, I would love to. You know, it, I, if if it came down this way, um, you know, I, I would love the opportunity to to work back um, in Middle Earth. I'd love to the opportunity to be back on a, a, a television series. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, look, I, it it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't really matter. if they want me to empty rubbish bins. I'm just going to do that. I just love to work, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. To, to be honest, I, I, probably a, something that I, I do like doing now is is actually being a, a creature performer uh, coach. Oh, and, wow. okay, yeah. And teaching people to to actually you know create characters and connect with characters because because you tend to find a lot of um, movement coaches and they come from a movement background. Yeah. Um. And whereas I've come from an acting background, so I'm I'm all about you know if if there's any if there's any people out there that that actually are into trying to get into creature performance and they want to know the best way to to become a character become a creature, my 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 probably my my biggest thing to them is the breath. Oh. It's not. It's it's not the movement. It's it's nothing like that. It's it's actually the breath. Wow. Huh. Find out find out how your character breathes, because wow. from there, you you believe it or not, from there because because if you if you take it from a movement point of view, you know you can you can you can teach yourself to move differently. 
right? Yeah. yeah. But you're looking at it from a, a, a movement base, a, a movement point. And then what happens is that when you start getting tired and you start getting fatigued, you start, you're still breathing like you. You're still, and, and that muscle memory takes over. And then you start to lose the character because now it's you getting tired. Yeah. Whereas if you connect the breath, if you start off with the breath and visualizing you being that creature and how that creature breathes, you're now actually connecting the breath with how he moves, which is pretty much what happens in general life. Yeah. Shane, when that is that is feet with with breath, you start yeah. moving differently. So if you connect your, 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 the breath first and then you go through that way and then start visualizing your environment, your size and that the, you, you then start bringing it to life mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to install them and, and, and you know and to, to try and put a style on it. The other reason that I say connect with breath is that you tend to find movement coaches and I'm, I'm not saying you know there's, there's a right or a wrong, but they all try and get people to move exactly the same. Whereas if you connect it from a breath, you know, like, like, you know, we're all humans and we all mm-hmm. walk, we all walk the same, but everyone's different. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone, you know, we all stand upright and we all walk on two legs, but our gates and our walk are all different. And it's the same, it's the same with creatures. Yeah. You know, you can all look the same, but it's how you breathe and how you connect and how you bring that creature to life. And if you believe in that creature, if you believe that you are that creature, then you've brought that creature to life. It doesn't matter, you know. It's 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 not for someone to say, "Oh, you're 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 walking wrong." Yeah. You know, you've all got to walk like this. It's just like, well, no, because because what's the point of getting a thousand and one different people to play this character if you all want them to walk exactly, exactly the, the same. same? Right. Yeah. Wow. Shane, uh, that is Bruce Lee deep, bro. That is, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Before I go, before I go into my classroom every day, before we sit here and podcast every week, I'm going to go connect with breath. I'm not even kidding, man. That is, that is, I felt like I was on the set. I was on the we're, set. We're, I was getting I coached by Shane. He can't see, see us right I was now. Right? Lucky, look, look, honestly, I was lucky enough to um, last year be um, taken over to uh, Edmonton, um, uh, School of Arts. I, I got taken over there to do a master's class on uh, creature performance and motion capture performance. And um, and yeah, the students I had that that was a uh, that was the one thing I did. And and I was lucky enough that um, Chris Anderson, who who brought me over, he's the head of the um, of the um, department over there, the the acting and the, well, not the acting, but the film department. Mm-hmm. He he. You know, and they had a director, a couple of directors over there, and they were just like, "Well, that's that's actually probably one of the 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 best points we've we've ever got because you're not looking at it from a movement point of view, you're actually looking at it from from you know from actually breathing in and breathing out." Wow, that, that's, that's beautiful! Awesome. Wow, yeah, that's epic. I, I don't know what. Do well, that's just, just that's just my take on it. You know, sure. everyone's, everyone's no, but it sounded I'm amazing. pretty sure movement coaches will, will look at it and go, "Oh, you know, <laughs> you never look at it from a breath point of view." But you know, that's that's my point of view. Well, and Shane, that's what people that that's how people react to genius. They 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 you know <laughs> they don't know what to do with it, brother. I mean, that's like 
I am sitting here. What? Well, how do we even move on from that? What do we do? Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I like, like Shane, when you were talking there, I literally like we got off the mic. I looked at Lane. I was like, I saw like the last thing I thought you were going to say. Me too. Honestly, Me too. like the last thing. And so it kind of it's mind blowing. I felt like a student, you know, sitting there like, whoa, like and, that's just another perspective that is outside yeah. of the box to me. That's cool. And, and when you're talking about breath too, right? And you, and you brought up the point because I, I do think it's it's totally right. Like if you if you have a thousand people there and you want them to all move the same, then what is the point? That's exactly right. And your breath is is um you know I'm thinking about uh, the belief um within the Maori culture that your breath is is your spirit, right? That's that's your that's part of your part of your mana, your essence. And well, ex- exactly, and 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 that's exactly right. And and that's probably one of the reasons why I look at you know you know like the honging for instance. Yep. You, yeah, when the, you Someone, touch noses you know? and you breathe. And yes. you touch noses and, and you breathe in at the same time. Yeah. So they're yep. sharing the same breath. Same breath. You now become connected and you're now one. Yeah. And, and and it's also the way that we're all different. Our our spirits are all individual and it, it comes from that breath. Dude, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, great. Wow. Oh, my mind's blown. My yeah. mind's blown. That's beautiful. We have any uh, more questions, well, Ask? You me, you're expecting me to say, well, well, you need to go to the gym and you need to bench press uh, a, a minimum of <laughs> 100 150 pounds and uh, do four. No, man. No, not you know, at all. I think, I think that great. we were expecting you to, but, it just, but it's still just, it's the way yeah. you put it was so beautiful. That was, yeah, that's cool. That's going to inspire a lot of it's people. It's a good insight. It's a look at, you know, like that, all, I think all of that stuff is fascinating. Just like there's different parts and facets to to filmography, like the yeah. the, the movie making, you know, process and things. I don't know. Just it's cool to kind of see behind that the scenes and, and hear from somebody who's who's done it, coaching people. It's just awesome. Um, along that line, just a quick. I was on your Instagram. I love your Instagram, man. <laughs> it is great, uh, dude. We, uh, Lane and I were talking about the uh, the food reviews, man. Shane, can I tell you something? Yeah. When I, I was I was watching because I'm, I'm I was getting ready for this I'm like I wanna I wanna make sure I'm up on everything in Shane's life and and I want to see if there are any new food reviews yeah and we were watching the one with the with the pudding putting it in the turmeric right and you <laughs> bro you flipped the camera around and uh, it was you putting it in your mouth and I had the phone I had my glasses off and I can't see without my glasses so the phone was real close to my face I started yeah. opening my mouth I think I wanted you to feed me. <laughs> Because that's what usually happens is I see that food and I'm like, Shane, man, I don't know, dude. His 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 views on the food are perfect and he makes me want to eat it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. so when are you – I guess the question that we're leading to well, is when do you start in the food blog? Yeah. You know what? I've, 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 often, I've often thought about it. And, and it's funny because I, I'll tell you how the whole – food thing came about it was when i was uh doing wolverine over in australia and 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 i came across these um belgium chocolate dipped bananas oh and 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 i had and i saw one and i was just like oh yeah they sound pretty cool and honestly i bit into it and i was just like omg (laughs) this is just amazing So, and, and I love food, bro. I love food. I'm not just about the taste, you know, yeah. I'm about the texture. I'm about the aftertaste. I'm about the journey it takes you on. While it's you're the experience. Eating it. Yeah. It's the experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I just have to share this. And, and it's funny because, it, you know, when, when I did it, people were just like, oh my gosh, that was so funny. The yeah. look on your face. <laughs> yes. You first bit into it and you could, it was just like, you people could see were just it. Like, my, yeah. My yeah. mouth started to water because 
<laughs> your face is just like so amazing that yeah. you know you you could see the flavors yes. that were running through it, and and I yes. was just like, oh, okay. So and so I started doing it, but probably the reason why I haven't I haven't carried on one is because I, I you know I didn't think it was that interesting. I thought, oh man, people oh. would probably find it you know probably find them quite quite boring. Oh, um, yes. and sick of them. Although, no. although I did get a lot of, I did get a lot of comments when I did uh, one, one of them when I was on a wrinkle of time, and it was a, um, it was just like this pie, little pie, and I put the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got a lot of comments on that. Yeah. But the, the the other thing I realized why, um, you know, is is that I'm honest, and yeah. like well, sure. we, last year when I went over to Edmonton to Canada, a whole lot of my Canadian mates were like, oh, you should try. And I've forgotten the name of the place, such and such burger. You know, they're they're, they're amazing. And a whole lot of my Canadian friends would go, "Oh, yeah, you should try these burgers. You should try these burgers." <laughs> and 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 I got there, and and they and and I asked, I asked, um, I asked Chris and um, if um, if they could take if they had one there, and yeah. they said yes, they did. And they said, "Look, we'll take you there." I said, "Awesome." So I I you know I I ordered and I got it, and I, and I just remember when I look back on the Instagram, it's just like on the post. <laughs> Straight away, you know, my I, I was a bit disappointed about the size of it, yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't as big as it looked in the sure, picture, sure. you know. <laughs> um, but then I was like, but size doesn't matter, you know. That the taste could be, and 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 I started eating it, and I was just like, I was just like, yeah, it's it's not a bad burger, and that's that's how you know it's it's, it's I'm not that impressed with it because right, right. yeah. it's not a bad burger, which means it's not a good burger either, <laughs> but. But it, you know it was okay. It was okay. But then I, you know, but then I was just like, you know, if I'm brutally honest, you know, the the burger fuel burgers back in New Zealand kicks its beep, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. was just, I um, I'd I'd probably find it quite hard if someone goes to me, oh, you know, you should you should come and try try you know something because you know if people start following your food blogs and it, you know people start oh, inviting you to sure. to their places to try their stuff. Right, right. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, but if they if they actually get, it, I I can't hide the fact. Yeah, right. It's like when I was in China and I went to a Chinese restaurant and I tried, I tried um, fermented tofu, in this. And honestly, yes, the look of my yeah. face was just like, yeah, it, it tastes exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Crap. So, Good God. You know, I cut. I couldn't hide it. If someone yeah. if someone invited me to their place and said, "Oh, you should try this. It's 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 amazing." And if I didn't think it was amazing, I I I can't hide it. You yeah. know, I can't say to people, "Yeah, let no. You know, it, yeah, you should definitely go. It. But when I find something, I'll I'll go there. Like uh, Zany Zoo's ice cream out in Lower Hut. Like mm. I'm I'm a massive I'm a massive massive fan of Zany Zoo. It's it's one of the best soft serve ice creams, and their halloumi cheese. Out of this, out of this world. Like I, I, I take people down there, and I send people there all the time, and they try it, and they're just like, "Oh my gosh!" But you know, and, but there's another place, a, a, a little Chinese restaurant called Great Wall, out in Avalon. It's about a 20 minute drive, and I'll drive all the way out there just to get their orange beef and chili egg oh, fried. Man. That's yeah. amazing, yeah. dude. We we love that because we're we're always uh you know we're always eating dinner before and and we go through different phases of what we eat and and yeah. so so just so you know uh um you have an open invitation to Amanda Ohio yeah yeah and whenever you <laughs> yeah. get here we're gonna take you down to the village and we're gonna have you 
I mean, you can try whatever you want, but they're pulled pork. With Ooh, col- I like pulled pork. It's and it's southern style pulled pork, so it's a little spicy, and they put coleslaw on top of the sandwich, and it's on a big split half bun. Okay, can 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 I just ask one thing? Yes, yes. Oh boy. The coleslaw, please don't say they make it with red cabbage. Ooh, no, I I don't know. With no. white cabbage. Yes, it's with white cabbage. Yes. Oh yeah, what? Well, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's not yeah, red cabbage. Yes. Red cabbage. Red cabbage to me has just got this bitter taste no. like Brussels. No. And I hate Brussels. <laughs> no, it's it's that good. It's the good creamy sweet. Yeah. Coleslaw. Nice. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So just so you know, whenever you want to come make an Instagram post, we'll put you up here as long as you want. You know, it's <laughs> it's an open invitation, brother. But we. So love- you reckon you 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 reckon I should I should I should uh you, I should carry on doing my food blogs. I oh, think yeah. you should. I think oh, you yeah. should. And I, you know what? I like that you're honest about it too, because, you know, if I'm if I'm, on the edge of a knife and I'm thinking, do I try this thing? I go look it up and I'm like, hey, has Shane tried it? Did Shane like it? <laughs> yeah. What's the review? Out there? Right. <laughs> what, what I'm, say? I'm going yeah. to Shane. I'm going to let him. He's going to guide my my taste buds. You know, it's, it's going to sway me one way or the other. So. Oh, man. Yeah, brother. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I I also thought about being an influencer as well, you know, but and you can call it Rungy's reviews. Oh, there it is, that baby. Be sick. I no, love but, it. But 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 again, you know, again, I'll 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 be honest. I'll I'll be brutally as honest. As you should and, be. And, and you know that's uh, you know that's 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 probably going to be my downfall. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably have a lot of I'll probably have a lot of uh, I'll probably have a lot of studios that'll probably never hire me again as an actor. <laughs> Oh well, you know I'll have to rely on 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 the studios that do like me as an influencer to 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 you know afford to actually eat so I can do some Instagram blog food blogs. <laughs> it's all big cycle. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, um, you'll you'll know if I'm if I'm not doing very well because because all my food blogs will be on which two minute noodles are better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Um, wow. <laughs> well, uh. Man, we've kept we've kept Shane. We've we've had him on here for two hours. This is amazing, Shane. Um, well, sorry, you know, you guys no. must be getting tired. No, no man, it's actually great, we gotta man. after yeah, this we're gonna bedtime. You know, <laughs> that's that's the theme. Whenever we get together and record, it's always uh, you know we're we're to bed two or three in the morning because we're we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a regular episode after this, record it, and it'll go out and not this week but next week. But. Um, it's yeah, sick. I mean, so we would love we would love to talk to you again sometime if if uh, you know whenever it works into your schedule because we would so we're also doing um so what we do I don't even know if I have told you it's it's no you haven't yeah it's a it's a read <laughs> what we do is it's a read through of um Lord of the Rings we started uh, about a year ago and Ezra had been doing some podcasting he he has a Star Wars podcast he has a Game of Thrones podcast he has crazy um every, everything um. And so we were like, we, we had just reconnected our friendship. We hadn't seen each other for years. Yep. And we were like, dude, this would be really kind of cool to, to start this up together. And we hadn't read Lord of the Rings for a while. So what we do is we go through and we do a chapter by chapter reread. And it's like a book club. But we also talk about um, the upcoming Amazon show. We talk about, um, uh, you know, people who worked in the movies, what they're doing now. Um, and we share people's Tolkien stories. So, um we have a, a community of people who listen every week. Um, they're in a Facebook group. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make posts. They'll share stories. They'll give support. And it's become this really cool community of people that um, from all over the world that have gotten to know each other. So yeah. um, 
it was actually uh, Sarah's suggestion last year. She was like, why don't you contact Tammy? Why don't you contact Shane and see if they would want to talk about their their stories, share their stories from their time in Middle Earth? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, that's genius. I said, I wonder, I you know, if they if they would want to. And um, so that was just kind of it. Like the Tammy, um, the talks with Tammy, tales with Tammy. That was a bonus episode, and this is going to be a bonus episode. And so, okay, so here you go. The surprise that was supposed to happen tonight, yeah, was you were going to be sitting here, and right now we were going to dial Tammy's number, <laughs> and Tammy was going to come through, and you guys were going to be able to just talk, and we were just going to kind of sit in on it. That was going to be great. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So, and she wasn't able <laughs> I to get haven't spoken to. I honestly, I haven't spoken to Tammy in so so long. Ah, and man. see, that's what we were hoping for. We knew we wanted it to be like this reunion thing. So maybe we can still work it out in the future, and it it'll just be a surprise for her. Yeah. You, um, you know, you know, I've just started getting teary right now, right? Oh man. <laughs> see, like honestly, Tammy Lane, I love Tammy Lane, man. True. There's um just. Just so many people that that you know we we all became real close and real, and um, yeah. you know real good friends. And and she was one of them. She's she's one of those people that that helped me helped me get to where where I am today. Um, and she's just such an amazing strong person. Uh, and you know and just her friendship with Howard Berger as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know I was really really lucky that. Um, that she, her and Gino Acevedo came down to, to Weta Workshop um, and they'd worked with Howard before. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, once rings finished up, you know, um, Howard was going to bring someone over uh, to, to be a creature performer uh, for, for General Lopman for Lion Witch and Wardrobe and, yeah, and Richard Taylor and, um, and you know, Tammy and Gino, that were big advocates of me and, yeah. Um, and and yeah, man, they 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 really did help me, um, um, you know, basically, do, you know, do do what I love to do. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got all the time in the world for for her and and so much admiration. Wow, man! Wow. Yeah, so she, she had so many good things to say about you too. It was so it was... I, she would have been drunk. <laughs> oh man! I think it was. Oh. I think we were hitting her up on a. T- it was a Tuesday, and she hadn't gone out yet, Shane. So it, she was there was no alcohol. What'd you say? You just cut out. I'm sorry. Say it again. I just said, see, see, mine was genuine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but she yeah. said we we said because um, at that time this was last year, and we I don't know if you remember me reaching out to you and 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 seeing if we could organize something like last summer, and it just didn't didn't work out. Yeah. But I said we're yeah. gonna talk to Shane next. Do you have a message for him? And she said, she said I I miss his face. Yep. And we started laughing. We were like, oh, that's the you know expression. I miss your face, you know, kind of thing. She was like, no, yeah. seriously. She said, I miss working on his face. He has the perfect face. He's the man with the perfect face. And we were like, wow, what are you, t- what are you talking about? She said, you could do anything to it. She said, it, he, his face is the perfect palette. And she went on and on about you. She, she talked about um, how, how you were the glue of the stunt team, yep. um, how, how you, you made everyone. Energy, you yes, know, you made yeah. everyone feel right. You would... You would encourage everyone. You'd bring everyone up, and how how important you were, uh, you are to her as well. So yeah, it was great. Um, well, yeah, I'll be brutally honest. It's not hard, you know, because when you when you're actually feeling down, and I walk in the room, you look at me, and you go, "Man, at least I don't look that bad." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, That's man, terrible. 
You, I mean, I feel I can't even tell. Like, I don't. He can't see us right now, right? Because our video is off. Yeah, we just. Have the but video. we are. I mean, we're Shane. We've been smiling oh, this whole time, brother. I mean, this has been a joy to talk to you. Um, we got to do it again because we. So we're also doing a Narnia book club. So I would love to talk because we talked a lot of Rings and Hobbit. I would love to talk about your time in Narnia. Um, I would love to eventually talk about. I mean, we. I, I want to hear about Die Like a Shark, too, because you're producer, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you acted in this, and it's getting a lot of acclaim from what I've heard. I would love to see it, the, uh, the short film. Um, I, 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 yeah, well, you know, fingers, fingers crossed. We, um, un- unfortunately, we, um, we've, we've submitted it into uh, Khan, so Khan has wow. to be exclusive, and we won't know whether or not we've been accepted in until um, – April, end of April. Huh. And so, so you know, if it gets into Khan, uh, that'll be the first screening. And, and if Khan doesn't accept it, then then we'll be allowed to start submitting it out to, to other festivals, you know. So yeah. so we oh, want to try crap. and get it out there. But, yeah, Khan has to be the exclusive. And then once it's done the festival circuit, you know, we'll stick it out on Vimeo and stuff like that. But, yeah. no, nah, man, and, and we were very lucky with that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a producer on it. And, um very, very lucky in that we had a talented cast with uh, Jed Brophy, Mark Hadler, and, and yeah. Laura Thompson. You know, they're just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Jed Brophy, who um, also played like a million characters in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and then Mark Hadlow, who was also one of the dwarves, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He was uh, he, he was one of the dwarves. Um, and, yeah, and, and Jed, Mark, and I, we've, we've, we've known each other for, for many, many years. I mean, we all went through drama school. Jed was the year before me. Wow. Wow. Uh, so so he, he finished and I came into my first year, and that's that's basically how, how I got to meet him. Um, and then Mark Adler, I just knew, again, he you know, he was an ex-drama school um, member and, and so student. And so we, yeah, we, we, but that was the first time we'd ever really worked together. And I'll tell you what, Mark Hadlow and, and Jed's characters, just phenomenal. And, you know, you, you talk about me as a Harad leader and, and how in that small amount of time you hated me. <laughs> Jed's character's a little bit like that, you know, yeah, and, wow. and um, Mark Hadlow's character, it was, um, you know, he, he, um, He's pretty much like the, the the coach from from Rocky, you know. He was just wow. like that that father figure, and it, it, just stunning performances. And Laura yeah. Thompson, man, she she just she's just absolutely phenomenal for someone that doesn't really talk or have or speak in the film. Mm-hmm. Her performance is nothing nothing short than Oscar winning. You know, it's wow. absolutely stellar. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I mean, I'd, I'd love to, and I'd love to talk about Narnia, you know, because you know I was, I was I'm I was in all three all three films, yeah. and, and you know, and, and and to me that's that's pretty much of a milestone, simply because I wasn't in all three films as the same character, you know, I played sure. you know I played different character yeah. characters as, as I came back, so yeah, man, I'd I'd love to talk about that at some stage too. Awesome. That's awesome. beautiful. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk to you again soon, Shane. And um, yeah. we'll be ke- keeping our ear out for uh, 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 "Die Like a Shark." We'll uh, cool. we'll be throwing up some prayers that it uh, gets accepted because yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's something that you've had a hand in, it's 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 got to be great. gold. It's, it's got to be, be beautiful, yeah. brother. So.
<laughs> oh well, geez, the, the pressure's on now. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've hey, and, and I, I, w- I want to thank you on behalf of all of our uppers. That's uh, you know the people who are in our community, yep. our, our book club friends. Um, they are going to be uh, blown away by this. Um, hearing hearing your your life story and part of your path, and then also just your experiences from working in uh, the world that that we love that you had a hand in bringing to life, bringing off the pages from a book and out of our imaginations into reality that, um, you know, if it wasn't for those movies, I don't know if I ever would have found Lord of the Rings. Um, and it's it's a story that, uh, I don't know, it's amazing how your experience on the film mimicked the story. And, and we feel the same way about our book club. We've, we've gotten to know a lot of people. We feel like we're on a journey with uh, people from all over the world and um, people who we never would have met before are, are now really, really great friends and... Um, it's yeah, just it's a yeah. beautiful thing. So it, it they're all interweaved and they all connect. And uh, so we want to thank you for giving your time to to share uh, the role that you've played in it. It's it's beautiful. Look, it's awesome. Honestly, man, it's a, it's just a you know just you know if there's anyone to thank, bro, it's it's yourselves for reaching out to because honestly, I'm like I said, man, I'm I'm just a married boy from the east coast, just <laughs> doing what I love to do, and um, you know. It, Peter Jackson, you know, he, he was the one that had the foresight to try and bring the, the, mm-hmm. the books to the screen sure. and, um, yeah. and and New Line Cinema for sure. backing him, yep. not just for doing one movie, you know, to right. turning it in or three. Yep. And, um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, with, without without any of that, you know, who who knows what, yeah. what would have happened, you know. I, I you know, I, I have no idea. No yeah. one does. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. But the road, uh, the the door that it opened up, and and the road that uh, the journey that's taken everyone on has just been absolutely phenomenal. And you know, I'd just like to thank um, and you know all all the fans out there and 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 people like yourselves that yeah. that have that have kept it alive, bro. Yeah, it's just amazing. You know, twenty years on, and and sure. what well, nineteen years on, and 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 it's still strong. Yeah, it is. It is. And yeah. and, and that's you know that's just you know. Everyone says that that we've we've brought it all to life, but it's you know, it's one thing about bringing it to life, but it's another thing about having um, diehard fans and and people that that just love the work that we've done and that we brought. But not only that, that actually keep it alive and pass it on to other generations yeah, that yeah. are coming up. You know, right? Yeah, it, you know that's 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 where you know everyone's everyone's had a hand in it and everyone's got a big part to play and i'm i'm just extremely lucky that i get to travel around the world and and meet different people and yeah, yeah. you know and, and just you know just get to share my stories like like honestly for for me if there's if there's one thing for me that that it's it's actually helped me come out of my shell yeah. um mm-hmm. it's helped me to to talk to people yeah and it's it's and I love I love sharing my story simply because, you know what? It's if uh, you know I'm I'm I was brought up by my grandparents on a farm. I went to a school of twenty two students, yeah, ranging from age of five to, you know, it wasn't until I went to college that I went to a big school, you know, and and just. I just like sharing my story because you know if there's anyone that's that's out there that that doesn't think as though they've you know that they they've got nothing that that's going for them, it's just like well just look at my story. Yeah. I had nothing going for me, either, you know. Yeah. Um, 
but I just in, in, enjoy waking up every day. You know, the, the day I wake up is it's going to be a great day. The day it's going to be shit is the day I don't wake up to see it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to 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 follow what that day comes and, and brings and and learn from from what you've gotten from that day and and take it forward. You know, so yeah, yeah it's oh, you know, and, and that's why I like telling my stories because it is it's just one of those ones you know i'm just someone that loves doing what i love to do and and that's all that really matters in life you know yeah yeah man wow that's just some good advice man that's, that's just, just that's, that's great yeah that's just uh i don't know just well, let that it, let that hang there that's well that's yeah beautiful. And, and one thing i look my biggest takeaway when i was listening to you earlier was just work you just wanted to work you wanted to yeah. work hard and you just kept working so well like, you know grandparents my grandparents taught me that, that yeah. you know my parents taught me that that nothing in life's given to you you know yeah yeah if you want something you you've you've got to work for it and yeah. and not only that it, it means that when you work for it when you get it mm. it's yours you've yeah. earned it so it feels that much more yep. important you appreciate it yeah. you appreciate it you know and yeah you you don't take things for granted they, you know and and they also taught taught me you know the you know no one's ever better than you you know, but at the same time, you're never better than anyone else. So I'll talk, I'll talk to a homeless person exactly the same way as I'll talk to the yeah. prime minister of New Zealand. You know, yeah, wow. It's just that everyone's everyone's the same, man. Everyone's we, we've just got all, we, we've just gone down different paths to get us to where we are, but we've, we've and we've all got different stories. Right. But we're, we're all the same. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful, Shane. Oh man, uh, we can I. Well, That's how do awesome. we how do we move on? Well, I think we just another Gosh. big thank you, man. Because no, you just you just you just click the stop button. <laughs> just click the stop button. Okay, for... you just go, Shane, Shane. <laughs> oh, oh look, I'm really sorry, listeners, but he must have. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, uh, much love, Shane. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Um, thank you, thank you so much, man. Oh, you're yeah. very welcome. Thank you guys very much for um, sourcing me out and um, giving me the time. Yeah, of course. It was awesome. an honor, and uh, we can't wait to do it again soon. All right? Yeah, for sure. Love to. Okay. All right, man. Awesome. We'll let awesome, you guys. Wow. Okay. There you have it. Well, that's our interview with uh, Shane Rungy. Um, just a awesome experience. So glad to have him on the podcast. We can't thank him enough. He's just a all around, you know, good guy, and uh, a lot of good insights. A lot of good, you know, just life experiences and and uh, advice there at the end. So. Uh, hopefully we'll get him and him and uh, Tammy on at the same time at some point. So uh, we're looking to track her down here soon. Um, we obviously, as you guys know, just a quick update. We've got you know uh, Sarah and Lane. Um, as of right now, when when Ez is uh, you know recording this little outro at at four o'clock in the morning, um, I'm not really sure what's going on with them. So I can't say anything yet. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have some news soon. I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, so I'll keep you guys posted there. The lane's actually got a little special meme ready to go to send to me, uh, for, for any, you know, um, upcoming announcements there. But so bear with us as we, you know, kind of adjust the recording schedule and, uh, get things all squared away. I think next week, uh, we will be at the, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Actually right after this, uh, Lane and I, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, like we do, we recorded uh, journey, uh, to the crossroads and it was an experience so be ready for that look forward to that episode and uh, yeah so all right friends well we want to give a quick shout out to our valar um, just before we go here a uh, quick shout out to alex ben cecily charlotte chase 
David, Erica, Jason, Jeffrey, Jennifer, Jessica, Nicholas, Panat, Phil, Sherston, Susie, WM Wolf. We will see you in a Hobbit Fortnite, and remember, Frodo lives. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.